All right, so we we are back. Uh, welcome back to High Voltage with Double A. I am your host, Double A, and we've been waiting for this moment. So we are back here, Greg and Scott. We took a little bit of a break. You know, it's a while, hundred and a hundred and almost a hundred minutes of what it was. And now we're back here to get into the top hundred. But before we do that. Uh, I just wanted to make a few notes. Uh, I, I had the opportunity to go back in and, re- and re-rank some of these movies. And, 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 and basically, it's not really about, like, oh, where are they are. It's just, like, again, I think movies that you guys would like. And I briefly touched on two of those, which was Friday Night Lights. I, I brought Billy Bob Ford. That's, I ranked at around 186. And most of these are just arbitrary, just on the top of my head. LA Confidential, I told you guys I made a mistake with that. That's at 130. Like, again, I told you I rewatched that and didn't have a chance to go back. Now with the movies I didn't bring up, at all, they live at 195, so barely cutting the t- uh, t- uh, top 200. Uh, Titanic, not cutting the top 200. That's at 202. It's just way too long. To cap, I felt like that was that was almost like a breakthrough role with it, and also had some good chemistry with uh, with Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Wally, I feel like I, I, a childhood movie, but I really felt like out of all the Disney movies I seen, not The Incredibles, not Cars. Not not when you have this stuff now today, but Wally's an absolute classic, and that's at one seventy nine. But then you also had Adhu Hun, which is an Indian movie, Netflix. That was a, that was a pretty you know sneaky you know good one. Uh, I really did like the plot then, also a little bit of comedy with it. That's at one thirty eight, and the only reason I haven't gotten to you guys here because I know you want to talk about this one, Alien. At 176. So any comments with what I just said or um, uh, and the other movies that I brought up. The fact that I didn't rank it, now I had a little bit of a chance to. And then, of course, we could get right into the top 100. Yeah, well, first and foremost, it's uh, an honor and a privilege to be back on to you know cover your top 100 uh, list. Man, the privilege is all mine, man. You're like an expert. Oh, man. Back Thank with you. the back with the pop culture gang. I forgot to say these guys, you know, with with, with Gibson and getting, like that's where movies really got started. That we really loved and uh, our friendship really got gone from there. But I'm sorry, uh, go on. No, absolutely. I think it, that's one of the great things about you know, analyzing movies is that you have the option to reassess and make some changes. And obviously yes. that list is all all great films on that list. For me personally, some of the standouts, Aliens definitely one of them. And that's a classic Ridley Scott, probably my favorite of the series um, because it really keeps up with like the horror elements rather than like the a- more action elements that you got with like Aliens and Alien 3. Um, but they're definitely a solid list for all of those placements. Yeah. I, I have to admit, so I'm not. So, so I mentioned anyway uh, in, in the in the previous episode that I'm not too much into comedy. I really feel like for the same reason, I'm kind of not into horror. Like it's not really that realistic. It's kind of like dumb. Like I mean, think about it, right? Like you have this alien on board, and they're like, "Oh my god, we we, we, we should we have to keep it. It's for science, you know, whatever." Well, it killed everyone on board except for one person. You know, like it, like that was kind of dumb. If you follow protocol. You would have avoided all that. Instead, you had this uh, alien bursting out of someone's chest. I mean, I have to admit, that is kind of like a classic scene. Yeah. Um, but still, like when it comes to uh, comedy and horror, there is the mix of like, come on, let's let's have a little bit of sense of realism in it. And I have to admit, it was kind of scary, kind of. But at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like when it comes to scary movies, especially with one movie I'm going to get into that's in my top 25, it doesn't age that well with today's society. Like, you, you're not really scared by it. Yeah, you're talking about a lot of like horror movies from well, the like 70s, the 80s 60s, backwards. 50s, yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously with the the special effects that are used, sometimes it doesn't hit as hard as it did back in the day. But yeah, all right. So now let's get into the top hundred. Now I'm going to definitely try to do my best to do, like we were kind of rushing. We we're trying to get into the throw of things last episode, but now we're really going to get into 
more of the movies and but still try to get it within a certain like this is not gonna be three hours i'll definitely that's a spoiler right there it's not gonna be uh so at 100 it's the lighthouse that's a definitely a weird one with robert pattinson i kind of like the the the, uh, the the black and white the chemistry between the two and there was a uh, like a subtle sexual element in there and I just and I and I'm like it's it's a weird one, but I can I can I can vibe with weird sometimes, and that definitely is one of them. Yeah, Lighthouse. I mean, newer newer flick, um, definitely kind of underappreciated when it came to the award season for 2019. Yeah. Um, obviously, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe, just absolutely hammered home in that film. I think one of the things that I really liked about it was the cinematography. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Is, Ryan would know more about that. Though, yeah, the cinematography it. of that movie is incredible. It, it is a trip. It's pretty out there. Um, but I think that is a movie that you, I definitely need to go back and rewatch for sure. Yeah, it might have to be. Uh, and I, again, like I said, if it's in the top 100 and definitely top 50 and most certainly top 25, you probably should have seen it. And most likely, the, the closer you get to higher up on this list, you, I would definitely say you should go back and rewatch it. Uh, using my ending theory, which I think is very, very credible. Uh, the next one at 99 is Flight. I think this is just personally a favorite for mine. Mm. Uh, you know, just I, I'm not too like big fan of like you. You have Ben Affleck with the way back, another alcoholism kind of film. Yeah. But I really do like the depiction of the flight, the the, the plane ride, uh, and also you know you just had the the inner battle, and you could see it within him. Yeah. It wasn't the narration, but still you could definitely say like. And I just like Denzel Washington. Uh, there's not too many movies of him that's on this list. There's one coming up but we're at 96, but we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a performance. That, that movie's pretty much carried off of the performance of Denzel, but yeah. it, it, he absolutely does an excellent job in that role. Uh, so, 98, and I always said this earlier too with, like, talk about Moon, like, when it comes to the execution, and, and we're getting to a space odyssey in a little bit, but, like, I feel like when it comes to my movie creation, space movies, are, like, automatically goes up because they, it looks so real, and Gravity definitely does that with Sandra Bullock. Uh, and I think George Clooney was also, yeah. you know, part of the movie. I, I just love the intensity. You can hear, like, the noise. And I'm not sure necessarily it was music, just more so. I was like, oh, you can hear in the background a little bit. You knew something bad was going to happen, and it definitely was. And just the, the journey of, uh, like, getting back down to Earth, and, you know, you can't imagine that. And also the crash, the, like, you could see those little debris out in space. It was unbelievable. It was very well done uh, at 98. And now uh, 97, Kahani. Now, it's kind of like the same thing with Ad Hu Hun, Indian, uh, Indian film, where you're basically, it's like a mystery, you know, you're trying to figure something out. That was on Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys see, seen that one, but I always, like I said in the previous, I definitely see international movies. Yeah, as well I need to do a, a much better job at really incorporating international films. Uh, so then 96, this is the Denzel movie I was talking about, Training Day. I, uh, uh, I, I kind of thought about this. Is it really a top 100 film worthy? I'm like, I have to credit the performance. I don't usually do that for act. I take that for granted. It was well done by Denzel. Love the chemistry between him and Ethan Hawke. Uh, Ethan Hawke, right? Like I'm Ethan Hawke, yeah. Hawk. yeah Hawk. Uh, because I know there's an E in there. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I also just like, you know, like that was just all in one day. All what you mm. saw was absolutely just yeah. in one day. And with movies, they don't give you a, a, a clear timeline. But you can tell with this one, yeah, it, it like uh, like two hours. And it was, it was like a like 16, 17-hour day shift. For for Hog and which you know what happens to Denzel, but definitely I I like uh, I know you've seen it, Scott. What any any uh, comments? Even you, Greg, you're definitely a little bit quieter with her. Um, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh man. man, oh yeah, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, Training Day is great. Uh, Training Day is probably one of my favorite, uh, probably one of my favorite Denzel performances. Mm-hmm. Um, between that and Malcolm X, I feel like those are. I mean, obviously Denzel has a bunch of great performances. That was a breakout role for Ethan Hawke as well. Yeah. Um, the story's great. 
Um, it, I feel like at this point, that's another movie where it sort of has took on a life of its own as sort of a cult classic. Oh, did it really? I, I feel like it. I mean, I feel like, you know, if you... I feel like that's a movie where there's a lot of passion behind it amongst people who really love training. Day. Yeah, I could see but. that, actually. I could see that. And then 95, so I had this way hype, but I'm like, you know what? I take bias. I do. I really am a big fan, like, a, like a, in terms of, like, being a favorite. But then I realized, okay, it, it does lack a little bit of pizam and, and all the special qualities you would have, especially movies that are in the top 50, and that's focus. Margot Robbie, Will Smith, and I don't care what people say, Margot Robbie, this is her breakthrough role in the fact that she actually, I feel like, co-led with Will Smith. I absolutely love their chemistry. I feel like when you when you have behind scenes, you almost feel like like they're flirting with each other. Like, And I know Will Smith, you know, like he, he has a family or whatever, but that's that you could definitely tell throughout the movie that there was something between them, and it was working. And that's something that, that does not get talked about. And I know I probably brought up chemistry with Training Day and other movies and, and you could even say you could even talk about Gravity with uh, George Clooney but still with this one I'm just like it, it like the, you had the plot twist at the end um, with, it, with, the, with Will Smith's dad involved and, and you know, the driving scene great and I don't know you just don't see that many like uh, like crime films that are like it kind of like you know makes it look easy I just felt I, uh, that's, I just appreciate it. it was a refreshing topic uh, so then we get into 94 Children of Men I'm not sure if you guys seen this one um, where I, I actually, I, this was something I didn't rank, and, and I realized, okay, I really have to put this in here and respect it because it, it it's I, I thought provoking is something I really talked about, and this really got me thinking. This movie is basically, if you guys don't know it, is think of a society like like maybe the decades, hundreds yeah. of years down the road from where we are today. Think about if if uh, the world has gone. Um, uh, infertile, no, infertile. Yeah. and I just love the action in there the drama like I said I don't like a James Bond type of movie I brought that up before but I do really like that uh, it justified you know you're trying to protect this one kid yeah. and you know like the, there's actually some hope now and it's and it goes through what happens between him and Anne and the, the young woman and, and and it's also like who do you trust you know so it was really thought provoking with the uh, infertility and also I, I, I'm not sure it was based on a book but I definitely I think it was but still it was very much well executed uh, between him and um, and just it just also it made it look like it was in a war zone. I really felt like mm. I was in a, a war, and it wasn't a war movie. It was it was there was just so much more at stake than that. Uh, we're keen for a dream. A lot of people really do like this film, and I love the depiction of why drugs are bad, why you shouldn't do it, and that's and that's one reason you could argue why I don't do it. And I really love the narration here. You can tell even even the mother of the the main character gets high on on something. And I just love how the you know you're, you're messing with the eyes and you're messing with the lighting and the camera. I just really love how well it was executed. Telling me yes, do not do drugs. And if I even think about it, I'm thinking about this movie. Like that's really and that's a big impact. Not impact in terms of society, but impact to like it. The messaging hit me hard, and that's what I felt like it was supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Requiem for a Dream is definitely one of those movies where it, it does have a lasting impact on you. It's one of those movies where you kind of. After you watch it, you kind of think about it, you know what I mean? Little Women at 92. Me and Scott watched this one. Greg, did you watch Little Women? No. Okay. Uh, I, I did a lot of the talking to Scott. We, we watched it. You probably remember more than I did. What, what was your Yeah, you know what? Little Women was one of those movies where I really wanted to get around to it during the Oscar season for 2019. Um, just didn't have the chance to. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I did Greta Gerwig's, I guess it's, her first one was Lady Bird, right? That was her directorial mm -hmm. debut? All right. I mean, the cast is A1. You have Saoirse Ronan, um, Timothy Chalamet, Florence Pugh, Emma Watson, uh, amongst others. And it, it, obviously it's based on a book. I, I haven't read the book, but I know that it takes some creative liberties 
but I, I thought it was a, a, extremely entertaining. Yeah. Um, one of those movies where you would, you know, if you were to just look at the trailer, you may think, eh, it's a little dry, but it's absolutely not. I was absolutely having a thrill with that movie. Definitely yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Um, and so now, 91, we get into The Miracle on 34th Street. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not too big when it comes to... Uh, to Christmas in the way in which people celebrate it. And if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely check it out. The reason why I, I feel like I'm not a huge fan of how this, we get to lose the meaning of what we're truly trying to celebrate. But when it comes to the miracle on 34th, I really felt like this is a true Christmas movie and more people should watch it. Like, I don't feel like it gets respected that much. So that's, that's a 91. I really feel like I'm doing it a disservice. But again, like I said, Christmas, you know, it's, it's not necessarily realistic. I still have to back up it. Like, I, in the child performance in that one, amazing. I'm going to get into someone that was also even more so amazing, but absolutely amazing. Uh, let me get into two more here because they are kind of like considered classics. Definitely one more so than the other. But 90 is Taxi Driver, and then 89 is The Thing. I went back and watched um, Taxi Driver, and I have to admit, I can a little bit of uh, you know mysterious ending there. You know what's going to happen to him, and I have, I have to admit that is an absolute. That, that's part of the definition of a classic, especially what I, I probably one of my favorite scenes, and definitely an all-time classic is when you're talking to me. No, 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 there's no one else here. Are you talking to me? me who, who are you talking to? Talking to me? Oh, you haven't seen either one? Nope. Um, all okay, right. I don't even know why Greg's on here. <laughs> I was supposed to watch the thing with you and Ryan, and I couldn't make it, I think. We didn't, we didn't watch that. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not safe in this conversation either because I this is a criminal, but I haven't seen the thing either. It's classic Carpenter, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but I, I have not. It, I only one I can find is the remake, and I don't want to watch the remake. No, do not watch it. We do not recommend remakes, and I'm going to tell you... If, R- remakes with an asterisk. Maybe yes. there's like one or two that, you know. Like, um, definitely watch the original, even but, if that's international. Yeah, um, but Taxi Driver, that's... Man, um, that may, probably is my favorite Scorsese movie. Um, it's classic De Niro performance. Um, this was this, their second collaboration in, outside of Mean Streets, right. I, I think. Right, so. we didn't talk about that. Um... Yeah, this is one of this was also up there like with my when I first started trying to expand my taste in cinema. This was one of the movies that really helped do it. So I definitely have a soft spot for Taxi Driver. Yeah, uh, and definitely I, I I kind of disagree with people saying like oh it's kind of like a psychological thriller and the fact that you don't really see it through his eyes. It's still kind of like a third person omniscient. You know, like, yeah, yeah. And like I really, there's a disconnect there. There, there is, but uh, like, and the, there's, and when I tell you that when you know, like a psychological, I'm going to tell you. But the, I, I, am kind of like when I first got into it, I'm like, uh, and by then I rewatched it, I'm like, I can understand. You know, you, you have two tales here. You have a good side of him with like, you know, trying to date that political lady with the campaigning, and then he turns into you know, like he's killing someone. Right. So I really do like that, and it, 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 like I said, it's good to rewatch it, and also the music in that, you know. Yes, it's the good. score is very good. Yeah, in, in and I also uh, like uh, I, th- I think I texted you this one after I rewatched it. I'm like, you, it, like, you, like uh, the person they're on that little mm-hmm. date, and she's like, you, you're kind of like a little contradiction on yeah, it. And is, that was yeah, a yeah, subtle little clue yeah. that I always love. I love those little clues. Um, now two more. Uh, well, actually, yeah, two more. Both of them international. That's why I'm going to pair them together. Capernaum at 88, and then Hirakiri at. 87. So Capernaum, I kind of love because it kind of brings up the discussion of like, if you are unable to take care of a kid, then what's like the like like are you or should you have one right now? I know people say what about adoption, you know whatever the case may be, but I just and like literally the kid, uh, like he runs away because they sell they sell the daughter to, to to slavery, unfortunately, and 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 at some point she gets like killed and, and whatever, and he hears about that, he's furious, he runs out, and then eventually sues them for neglect. To which, hmm. it, and 
in a third world country, you have five or six kids. You might, you're probably not going to take care of like maybe more than one or two. So it really does bring up the discussion. Like if you know that's the case, then why have more? You're just doing us a disservice because we should be loved out parents. We should have a good foundation. And you're giving us absolutely no chance. And and, and and you could say again the adoption. I'm not sure in that country they might have a surplus of kids because you're, you're dealing with a lot of countries that are living below the poverty line. So definitely, I do really appreciate. It. And that, it's based on a true story. I think they even got someone off the streets, like the the the, the child porn. After a great uh, performance, they I think they actually pulled him off the street. Like, hey, like uh, you're, you you tell us your story. Okay, you can you it, to make it more realistic. Like you actually lived through this, and now you just have to do so in a movie. Uh, and then here, Kiri basically it's almost it's almost like a revenge story. With like summarize and you know it gets you it gets you kind of like into the importance of summarize back in back in the day during um during the days of like you know a, a Asian countries and whatever so that's definitely a good watch if you're into history and also of course um uh, uh, like into um summarize and karate and you know like because there is a there is significance to that religiously and otherwise uh, and then eighty six I watched this one recently once upon a time in the West so I brought this up in the the movie equation episode the one of the slowest paced movies of all time and i understand why they do it it's almost three hours but you could tell i could i was actually skipping i'm like okay let's get to the point here you know like no one's saying anything there's absolutely no dialogue and you could hear it's like like dude like it's like it's like the music like like building up the tension and i get it i do love that and i appreciate it. that's why i put it as high as i did but it was inefficient i really felt like if you up the pace a little bit you could have done yourself a great job and also the actress I feel like her name is like um, like Claudia Claudia something. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and just uh, search it for one sec. But one of the most beautiful women of 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 all of all time. And then we're talking about a movie that's like in the 1960s or you know and whatever. And I'm just and I'm just and I'm just like they really portrayed her very very well. So 1968 and then Scott, have you seen this one? No, I know it's. Um revered as one of the all-time great westerns uh but i haven't seen it claudia clondale uh, something something okay. something like that and again like like i said like the way <clears> in which they Sergio Leone, yeah. yeah and i and and, and i did some like of like research that she was actually voted at one point one of the most beautiful women in in the whole world so like and again the way in which it taught in 1968 the the color and also harry fonda playing the villain and his ice uh, icy blue eyes Really great job with the camera work and the lighting and making it seem like like um, like it's not in 1968. It's almost like in 1985. So then you have Insomnia. I don't know why uh, my my man Christopher Nolan. I don't know why he did this one. He paired Al Pacino, Robert Williams, and kind of like you know who done it kind of thing. And then you realize okay, you know who did it. Uh, there's also you know a little bit of uh, an internal battle with Al Pacino's character in which Robert Williams trying to exploit that to which both of them might, might go to jail at some point but it was almost like cat and mouse thing and I'm like I kind of liked it I did but then I realized this is not a Nolan film and it kinda, I'm kind of like it is kind of predictable it's almost like a chase to which then you also have um the one actress in there Hilary Swanick I think I don't know you know Hilary Swanick Hilary Swanick yeah but but still I'm just I'm just like uh, I I I, this doesn't feel like a Nolan film to me. It's not like he did anything better to enhance it. It's kind of like I, I, I rated as high as I did, and maybe because I was a little bit biased, and I should have counted more for it. So maybe I should push that one back. Um, but I know, Scott, you really like this one, and Greg, you better have seen this one. Gran Torino at 84. Please talk. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Gran Torino, uh, that and Million Dollar Baby, I think um, probably are two of my favorite, you know, like I guess 21st century Eastwood movies. Um you know the performances are great, um, 
And yeah, it's just overall, I mean, obviously it's very tough subject matter. Um, but I, it, it I is, love it the is, ending. One of the best endings of yeah, all time. Like, it, not it, in my top 15. Yeah, it, it, it's a very good movie. Touching. Definitely. I, I don't want to say too much about it because I think that is a movie where the more you talk about it, the more of a disservice it is. All right, um, that's fair. I, I strongly recommend checking it out if you have the chance. And, and definitely also as well with the next, I mean, this whole list really, but the next few as well. Yeah. Uh, so then let's get into what I think is one of the best performances of all time. I finally got him an award uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Reverend. By any chance, have you guys have uh, had the chance to see that one? No. Greg. Really? Oh, man, Greg, dude. Reverend's great. I was, supposed to, I was gonna see it when it came out. I didn't get the chance. I have not gotten the chance. Okay, since. so the audience is probably thinking, what, what is the purpose of this this guy right here? Well, he's our producer. I told Leonardo. you I didn't need to be here for this. <laughs> no, but it, but you it, but you have to... You, you, you're going... You're, okay. D- d- ignore him for a second. Scott, well, you, you definitely have seen that one. Um, yeah. yeah, man. I, I like uh, The Journey. You know, the it Revenant. really took me through like as if I was in that day in the snow. Yeah, well, very much well done. Still a little bit inefficient, but um, yeah, this 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 was a really cool one to see. Um, I, I saw it late in its theatrical run, but it was it was good with um, obviously Leo finally won the Oscar for this role. Uh, Tom Hardy is um, excellent as he, the antagonist in the film. The the biggest thing with the Revenant is the nature like the nature scene yes, like shots yes, yes. The, the 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 some of the scenery in that movie is just absolutely and also stunning. him falling off the cliff and like he landing like oh that. yeah it has a lot that of like awesome. climaxes the, the movie is slow paced but it's also has a bunch of climaxes as well ah uh, um, so that, so then uh, the next one uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo this was a weird one for. Um, um, now, for, if for I can just ask, was this the Daniel Craig? The Daniel Craig Daniel one, okay. Craig, yeah. Yes. Um, I had to, uh, so a little bit long, but they're trying to do the book justice. I understood it. I love the, the, the mystery. And I and I really felt like, you know, the girl, the drag, t- I kind of liked her character. You know, she's getting revenge for the one guy. And also, she is really mysterious. She, she doesn't talk a lot. Uh, but when she does, she, she means it. So I really, I, I like the depiction in this one. Even though, like I said, I haven't read the book. I had to take a little bit of points for that because I gave it to the book was amazing. And the fact that the movie, I feel like, did well. People who probably read the book probably disagree with me, but still, I felt like without reading a book, like it was still a really good movie. So I can't imagine how good the book was. Stranger Than Fiction. This was a this was a serious Will Ferrell movie, yeah. uh, and I'm not sure you guys have seen this one, but it's ba- but basically you have this guy living through his life, and you have someone narrating it because the, the life he's living it is actually you know he's in a story, yeah, and a real a real story. And he was able to to see the author and change the ending because, of course, he didn't want to die at the end, in which mm. you know he was supposed to, and the author had to go back and change it because she didn't realize she was impacting a real man's life. I really yeah. like that. It really got me to think like that was that's creative. Yeah, it's I a like great that. movie. I, I haven't seen it in years, so I forget most of it. But yeah, it, it is always nice to see you know actors that yeah. you always associate with like comedy kind yeah. of take a serious role. And this definitely was. I one think this for... was one of his only few ones. You don't think about Will Ferrell as like a serious actor. And, yeah. and don't, I don't get me wrong, acting is serious, but the movie I'm talking about wasn't yeah, really serious. Yeah. I know you've seen this one, Greg, because I told you, you know, yeah, 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 Cinema yeah. Paradiso. So that's an international one, uh, Italian one, not that many Italian films, but this one's just talking about the love of movies. And you have to admit, the ending probably made you cry, kind of made me cry a little bit. What do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, no, um, this one, uh, Italian film, uh, beautiful setting. Yes, it was. Uh, the town yeah. that it takes place in. Uh, the score for the movie, incredible. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really it take, it sweeps you off your off your feet. The story is really good. Heartfelt story. You have this boy who is, you know, falls in love with film. Oh my goodness. Through uh, being friends with uh, at the, the, their the, local the theater. Movie, the movie projector. The projector. Yeah, the projector. Yeah. Uh, the, they have a title. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, um, Projectionist? 
I think that's probably it. That's probably it. Yeah. 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 Um, so he builds this relationship with him, basically as another part of his family at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he falls in love with something and I love watching a film where someone has such a passion yes. for something because it, it drives yes. the entire movie after that point after they discover something it drives the entire movie yeah, this love interest at the same time I think it's a perfect movie Yeah, I think it's one, it, Italian too so it really it, it, they it, know you how really to feel like it's themselves. an authentic Italian it's not, it's not fake they don't fake anything yeah it's not Um, what's the one that came out with uh, Jared Leto what with uh, the little things what House of Gucci yeah. <laughs> oh, Gucci, that's right. Let's get all these American actors to play Italians <laughs> and figure it out from there. Did you actually see that one? I saw it. No, no, but I heard... Scott watches I, a ton of films in theaters. I, he wastes so much money. You're a hard worker, man, and, and you're pouring <laughs> your money into the movie industry. He, it's kind of like, the, if you know, so he watches a lot of movies, and, and trust me, don't feel bad for it. He watches movies for the same reason why I tell people to travel. You want to see it for yourself. Yeah, sure. And, and especially yeah. when the theater makes the experience, it makes it better. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate what you do for the movie industry because you must pay like a thousand or so dollars to the movie theaters. And yes, we do encourage free movies on here uh, and do it in a way in which we hope is legal also. Like, like there's a lot of like, we, we definitely hope uh, there's a lot of free movies on YouTube. Like, we get, we're, I'll definitely tell you if it's free on YouTube. And yeah. but if you search it, it probably, it probably will be on or maybe a weird website that maybe you can't speak the language. But there, there but there might also be, you know, a, a closed caption in there for you. But either way, like, like I said, free movies and and, and definitely try to do so because we care about your hard working money on the show. Uh, so at seventy nine, this is free on YouTube and it's a classic, The Seventh Seal. By any I chance. haven't seen it. No. You haven't seen no, that one. Seen so that, that's really talk about the uh, the Black Plague, and okay. it, that's I, that, that's one you know if you're into history you'll like that one. Mm-hmm. And also you have this art, and they tried to pick the ending. I had to, I had to admit I had to, that's a good one. And kind of like you know you're playing against death, you're like uh, the death, and you're playing chess, you know, and ch- and you know who's gonna win, but you're like I'm I'm gonna still challenge him anyway. You're right. gonna prolong your life a little bit instead of taking it and just send me away. You're gonna take you're gonna take an extra two hours playing chess, and they go through what would happen. You know, you have more people involved. The Terminator mm. duology, okay? It is. I'm, it's a duology. <laughs> just one and two. Everything just, else doesn't count. No, please, please don't even get Christian Bale involved. All right, Christian oh, Bale. The salvation's I, not that bad. No, it, no, it's it, it's a duology. It's at seventy eight, and I know that's pretty low, but still, I love the sci fi. Like you have Arnold Schwarzenegger as someone who is uh, the villain, and then he turns into the good guy. I felt like that was a good transition. They made that look. They that is cool did. between one and two. Yeah. Having him be the antagonist yeah. of the first and then the protagonist. And, and how they did the robots was really cool too. The effects mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, and, and that's a classic breakthrough movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, yeah. He became mega famous with that. And you could easily tell. And yeah, maybe, and then he went on with like Total Recall and all that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that was kind of this. Well, I'm trying to think of was Last Action Hero before Terminator or was that after? It was. I don't know. After, because Last Action Hero was 93. Right, okay, yeah, so that was, oh yeah, that was way after. Um, yeah. All right. Because it has all these action movie references from like the 80s. Right, so right, right, right. After that point. The Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Breakthrough <laughs> Roll. Please do not say the Kindergarten Cop. Okay. <laughs> no, I love Kindergarten Cop. Please don't say it. It's actually kind of, Kindergarten Cop is stressful that. to watch. Kindergarten Cop's good, man. It's Are good. you serious, actually? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm it's not a watching It's a decent it. flick, man. It's a decent family yeah. flick. I'm not watching it. Um, so 77 is an absolute classic. He, people feel like he should have won an Oscar for this one. And later on he won just because they felt, I feel like he won because they felt bad for him. But Mr. Smith goes to Washington, James Stewart. I think this is the only political film on here that I have. And I really do think it's kind of, it does itself justice with that 
with that day. And even it doesn't, it doesn't even, um, it, it, you can even say it kind of blends in well with, even with today's politics. Like you could still think, what's that much different, you know? There's people out there that, that think this, think that, and you really still get an inside work of what the Senate, what I forget it's the Senate or the Congress, but uh, but still, I feel like it's a good depiction, and I feel like not you don't see that many political films, and this is one of the absolute classic. He did a marvelous job as Mr. Smith, of course. Yeah, very good. I mean, I love Jimmy Stewart, James Stewart, whatever. Yeah, In every movie he's in, I love him. Yeah. Um, just watch A Wonderful Life. Yes. Yeah, We're going to get to that. This. No, I, it's a funny movie. He's he's very good in it. Yes, he was. Should have won. He's nominated. Also some funny scenes, like when he punches people in the face, <laughs> yeah, for reading the paper. He did. And I'm just like, why did that just happen? And yeah. they just continue as if it was nothing. Mm-hmm. So can I go do that? Can I go punch people? Yeah, kind of gets in face in public. No, we don't encourage that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so then, 76, I'm going to combine with 75, because it's kind of like weird, like, it, it's still good, but weird movies. Uh, six, 76 is The Birdman, 75 is The Sting, so The Sting's obviously a classic, I don't remember too much about it, other than I just like the plot, and you know, I liked it, like, um, I forget who was in it, I feel like it's the guy, uh, Paul, not Paul Rudd, uh, the guy from Cool Hand Luke. Uh, that was like one of his last movies. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. I he you could tell like he was fading away. That he, he was good in this one as one of his last hurrahs. Mm. But of course, Birdman. That was a weird role for Edward Norton. But so I kind of liked it at the end where he it shoots himself in the nose. And I'm not sure if that was planned or, or not. But still, it, 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 but then everyone's on their on their feet. It was an actual gun. I just I just I just I just liked uh, all that. And also just getting the mix of like what they what Broadway life is really about. Yeah, that was it. Birdman's great. I saw it when it came out in theaters. Um, Michael Keaton's great in it, obviously. Yeah. Um, Edward Norton. I think that's a classic role for him in terms of he because he does the Wes Anderson movies, so th- those are goofy. Sure. And then he has a serious role. Oh, he did do a so, Budapest Hotel. You're right. Yeah, and he's done other ones. So I think this is kind of just like in his wheelhouse at this point to be this kind of wacko, like not like super wacko, but like just a goofy guy. Yeah, Bur- Birdman's Birdman's great. Um, and, and also that um, obviously the cast is excellent as well, but this. This is kind of the movie that helped, you know, I guess popularize the the like the quote unquote one take film where like there's no cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you saw that with 1917 and and others, but yeah, yeah right. it's it's a great film. Yeah. Um. I don't remember if it was Hitchcock or Hitchcock or not, but you have the third band, um, which basically is like a mystery, you know, cla- a classic mystery, and it was it was all right, you know, it was de- it was definitely something that kept me on my toes. But I felt like it was kind of it was kind of like predictable in the fact that you know the bad guy's gonna get caught at the end. But still, it does it does a very well job for its time period. Um, the, the Greg's telling me it's not Hitchcock. Uh, who was it then? Because he's kind of like a research. He's not talking a lot. Well, directed by some random. Well, no, no it's random. All right, this is a good movie. Right, I never heard of Carol Reed, but Carol it's, Reed. It's, it's Orson Welles. Orson Welles, that's right. Wow, is it? so that was a good. That, I, yeah, I kind of do remember. I do really like the the roles in which. Uh, that was definitely in there. Uh, and again, the mystery, definitely a big part of it. So I already brought up The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I feel like this is similar to The Girl on the Train. And it, again, a mystery from a book, you know, uh, bestseller. And I really do feel like it was a good depiction. Uh, I really do like the back and forth. I like that, you know, they're trying to make her crazy. And I just really felt like uh, it, it, it was... It was, an, it was an appropriate ending, and it was kind of like like kind of like a surprise all around. So the plot just just never uh, never ended. Uh, but then I, I I I rewatched this one only because again I felt like I ranked it way too low, or maybe I, I didn't rank it. Maybe just had it an mention. But that is Saving Private Ryan. I really do feel like out of all the war movies, this one is one of the best executed ones, making you feel like as if you're in combat with the guys. And I'll let you guys talk about it more because you've had to see this one. 
Um, yeah, Saving Private Ryan's sort of the the go to war movie, I think, for a lot of people. You know, obviously the um, the D Day sequence at the beginning there, where they're storming the beach, is like kind of iconic. The performances are excellent. Um, Tom Hanks. Um, Matt That's Damon. not your typical Tom Hanks. No, no, you know Tom you Hanks. Think Matt about Damon. him with Forrest Gump and. Uh, yeah, well, well, the late nineties, like mid mid late nineties, man. Tom Hanks was on top right, of the right. on top of the hill, man. With that, I mean, he had just cranked out some classics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan's just a, a textbook, textbook war movie. I, I felt like I had to do it justice. It's 72. You might say, oh, that's too low. Well, you realize it's in the top 100, and there's a bunch of movies out there. So it, it's basically an 8. All right? it's, an, it's an 8. It's totally beyond solid. Uh, Fargo. The, this one, I, I now, I don't know what you want to believe. Is it based on a true story? Is it not? I heard that it's mostly, most of the opinions I've heard, it's not a true story, which makes it, you know, it, I feel like even even better. Because, again, I like the uh, like the original factor. Don't give me a true story. Don't, don't give me a book. They really had to think about this. In their dark, sick minds of, I think, the Coen brothers. Coen brothers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you got you to be kidding. You came up with this sick, twisted, going back and forth. I'm like, I cannot believe what the human mind can think sometimes. And literally, they depict it into a movie. And I feel it like because... They, I don't know why they said like it's based on the truth. So I don't think it helped itself by kind of lying, kind of like making it a controversy. But still, one of the best plots... And I, and, you know, and, and it's kind of like falls in my wheelhouse. I do love mystery. I do love, you know, murder, thrill, thrillers. I really do feel like... Uh, now, the roles, I felt like the cast could have been a little bit better. But still, I definitely... It's one of the best plots of all time. No, no, no question about that. Good, yeah. Just good. Well, yeah. yeah. No, I, I liked Fargo a lot when I first saw it. Um, did you did it bother you that it, you realized it was not a true story? I didn't even didn't factor care. that. No, I didn't care. Double line. But it said it. Like, why would you say it? I, I, I really don't care about if it's a true story or not. Because a true I actually story. thought it was true, and I'm like, I can't believe this actually happened in Minnesota or North Dakota or North South Dakota. Dakota. No, it's North Dakota. <laughs> it's North Dakota. Okay, well, they all blend in by this point. Okay. Uh, so then, seven, I'm going to combine 70 and 69 because they're both Stanley Kubrick and well done Stanley Kubrick films. And I want you guys to talk because you definitely have seen it. Greg, please mm-hmm. tell me you've seen it. Uh, a Clockwork Orange and 2001 A Space Odyssey. I love these two, especially with 2001, the ending. I have no idea what I just seen. I don't know how to interpret that. And then with A Clockwork Orange, it's so brutal, but it's kind of like you have that revenge value, the character development of him. I, I think that's one of the best character development films uh clockwork orange of all time but i want you guys to leave because i've been talking most of the time right um i I'll, I'll, i guess i'll cover clockwork orange um you have the poster i do yeah, yeah. Clockwork orange, yeah clockwork orange is another one of those movies with like taxi driver and scarface where like you know going into freshman year of high school the movies that i kind of wanted to expand my interest when it comes to cinema with and, and that's one of them man malcolm mcdowell excellent performance um obviously it's it's a shocking movie it's a deplorable movie but it, uh, another one based on a book by anthony burgess um god i mean I, I just love everything there is about that movie i can't imagine what the book's like the book yeah well that's another one of those it's, it's weird with a lot of those kubrick movies the authors never seem to like the movie adaptation yeah. so a clockwork orange is another one where like you know anthony burgess hates the movie adaptation but they're both well regarded yeah. in their own right um but yeah that, that's one of my favorite movies of all time and then uh, yeah i i really liked it when i saw it uh, i saw it recently for the first time um oh it's not i mean like the past year it's okay. it's kind of messed up yeah, it it, it's and, it's a and, and, very twisted movie, and it's weird. It's such a weird dystopian kind of it is. society that it's in, which is like another like you wouldn't think they would 
don't know. You talk about it's 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 like dystopian Britain. Yes. That that has like the culture of it is this sort of like postmodern. It doesn't like feel like it, the future. it's it's right. It's supposed to be the future, but it relies heavily on like this like architectural and like fashion of in some ways like maybe the early '60s, and then in yeah. other ways yeah. like the '40s. It, it's just a really weird dystopian. Um, but yeah. And what about a space odyssey? I mean, just oh, brief comments. Um, yeah, I mean, I it's it's the classic space movie. Um, yeah, right? I, classic <laughs> space movie. No, it's uh, great. I think the the whole. Um, Beyond its time, for one thing. Oh, yeah, oh, no, no. definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, ending, obviously, interpret it any way you want. I have no idea how to. It's a baby out it's, in space. It's suddenly confusing, but, you know, it's left up to, to, for you to it. figure it out. Um, ending theory. But I think it's just very, very good. I think it's one of the first space movies because I like they it really no. outdid itself. No, have you seen a what was that a trip to the moon 19 where they yeah. crashed their little rocket ship into the moon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but this one really told you that it like it's really beyond its time. Like don't even worry about we're, we're going to get into Oh yeah, the, the effects still hold up today. Yeah, yeah. yeah they came oh, in the late yeah. 60s. It it absolutely it's crazy. absolutely did. Uh High and Low, another international a- Asian film in which it's like high pace, you know. It's like, mm. it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a thriller. You basically have someone try to extort someone for money and you know like they, they kidnap one of the kids and it's just like you, you gotta pay it and you gotta pay yeah. it it's basically just like waiting like seeing like are they bluffing and, and I think he did uh, being called a hero it's all this like you know job and whatever really I, that's another that's a good one and Ryan really told me about it he's a really big fan of the, the director mm-hmm. of that one uh, but we get into Doctor Strange Love, another cubic one. I, I think out of uh, so little messaging and messaging one of the best SQ movies of all time and especially when you have the subtle, and I had to rewatch it. I, I can I can understand where, where um, Kubrick's coming from, where he had a where there was a fan say like, oh, the, the a subtle theme is you know like the, it's sexual based, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and, and, I, and I didn't realize that at first, but it's the dialogue. You really have to pay attention to dialogue in which then you can understand how it's as sexual as Kubrick was telling the one, the one fan. So I, 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 have, to, I have to admit, it, this was the, the messaging with the, the, the war, the Cold War mocking it, and, it, and it's, it's just very much well-crafted, sneaky, well done. Mm. It's funny. Very, I have to admit, I, I so out of the fun. comedies, I'm into dark comedy. Yes, it is a it, dark comedy, really and it, funny. Um, especially with George C. Scott characters like Chickens in the Barnyard. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? he's my favorite. He, I got to admit, one of my favorite characters is is him. I, um, I actually love replaying that scene. And the best part is that Kubrick fooled him. He's like George, uh, George, uh, just warm up. You know, just be ridiculous. Let's do this once to be ridiculous. He did that scene. He put it in the movie, and then literally any other serious scene was, yeah, we're not using that. Like, he wanted to be, George wanted to be serious, but Kubrick's like, no, 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 you have to, like, you know, be ridiculous. And he he recorded when George didn't realize it was actually going to be in the didn't movie. Didn't he fall over? Was that somebody else that fell over? Oh, so you talk about like- Sellers. Yeah, Sellers was supposed to play four roles. He actually played three because he uh, hurt his ankle and he couldn't go in the cockpit. Oh, no, no. There was a scene in, in the base or wherever, they, the, the, the war room. Mm-hmm. I forget who it was. They fell over, and it wasn't scripted. Oh yeah, yeah, that's George. In. That's yeah, George. Yeah, yeah, he tripped yeah. over, yeah. and he like immediately thought, got I, up. I thought it was so. That funny. was awesome. I'm, I'm happy that Cuba kept it. And George, I don't blame him for being so mad. I, I think that's probably my personal favorite of his. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a great pick. Yeah, I mean, it just come on. I just, I just love again, like, like uh, the message in which they're sending about the cold, but also, you know, a dark comedy, and it, like, you actually laugh at it. A serious topic, and you still laugh along with it. Not too many good movies. 
can do that. Uh, 66, a little bit controversial because, you know, people don't like uh, the, the ending. But I still have to admit, very serious. And I feel like I love the, the message of don't conform, be your own person. Robin Williams, I love his role. And he said he was trying to portray a teacher that he did love, in which he did an amazing job with it. And that's Dead Poet Society. So in which I know that, Greg, you, I know you actually watched that. That's good. Uh, it, it, these movies it, are great. Okay. No, it, 66. Yeah, it, it, it's it, nothing to sneeze at. It's a, it's a good good film, uh, good movie. Um, the ending is obviously shocking, or near the end, I guess. But I, you have to just say it's part of life. It, 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 and especially yeah. at that age. Sad. It is. It very much is. It's stressful. But, um, it also is stressful, too. Uh, so then, uh, 65. Back to the oh, future. That's great. I mean, that, I have to Mark admit, Zemeckis that's the only Mario McFly movie I have. I, I've never seen it. Uh, really? Oh, I, man. I, so, I went to the movie theater. We the are exposing day, Greg and, today. In one of the uh, parking spots near the front, someone had their DeLorean. Oh, just dude. like in the movie. It had all. Because I've seen clips. Out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all tricked out. It was crazy. It had the big pole out the back or whatever. Yeah. It was really cool. That's insane. It, it makes you want a DeLorean. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? But yeah, it's. But, oh, man. Back to the Future. Um, I feel like part two. I feel like a lot of people hold like the second one in much higher regard. Because they're, they're actually going to the future in that one. Yeah. In back to back to the future one, they go back to nineteen fifties, the fifties, oh, okay. and then that. yeah, okay. and then I don't know why part, they part two they go to twenty fifteen, I believe was the year. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the twenty tens, and then part three they go back to yeah, like no, the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely see that. Um, excellent film. So then sixty four, a classic Hitchcock film, Strangers on a Train, to which you basically have this. Uh, he, the main character meets a stranger, to which the stranger is like, "Yeah, I want you to kill uh, kill someone for me because I feel like I did you a favor, and I forget for the, what the favor was." But I really do feel like a back and forth. You feel the chemistry between it to the dynamic, and you just and you just and it involves uh, politics, someone's daughter, you know. And I just and I really feel like that's a classic Hitchcock classic um, thriller. Like you don't know exactly what's going to happen, and you feel bad with this character, and you have a chase at the end. Um, Sixty three is a classic Hollywood film. We're going to get into Sunset Boulevard, but before uh, I'm not sure which came first, but uh, but I think it was almost as good as Sunset, and that's all about Eve. You know, the rise of you have this one actress, and she starts as an intern. She feels more ego. ego. She then she has an opportunity to which then she becomes a star. To which then she dis, uh, dis uh, uh, she disrespects those who have helped her get there, and it's kind of like a rise. To faint, which then of course there was eventually a fall. But I do really love the Hollywood um, aspect of like you get to a little bit of, like behind the scenes of what it's like to be a star and kind of like would you be a jerk once you become all famous and stuff, or would you still keep your same persona, still respectful, still blessed, right? Because once you hit that star, you kind of feel like you're on top of the world, and that's kind of like you know not the best mindset. They were the same year. They were the same year. That's very interesting. Yeah, so I'm... I'm it's kind of like two restaurants being next to each other. Why? Well, they do that with movies, though. They, you, yeah, um, you, you, can, you I, can say that. I'm trying to think of what movies come to mind, but... All Marvel's basically like that. Well, no, but like two competing like movies come out. One, and they're the same theme, same everything, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably a case of that, where they were just trying to compete with each other. Like, I kind of like garner that. someone's attention. More. You'll see that a lot in movies. Uh, so then we have um one of the best active performances of all time, Dustin Hoffman. You could, and I don't even have uh the award. So he won for this one, but the other one which he won, I'm going to get into that one. But I really feel like he was better than that one, Rayman. You know, I really believed that he had that disability, and I cannot. I, I he was. I I bought it. 
I really felt like he actually had, and I felt bad for him. Because I didn't know who Dustin Hoffman was when I first saw it. But then I saw, you know, The Graduate. Then I saw uh, Kramer vs. Kramer. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, he was, he's, a, he's a big star. And he very much... And Tom Cruise... I, the funny part is, Tom Cruise is the lead role. I felt like he was secondary because Dustin Hoffman was just overshadowing Tom Cruise. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I have to oh, uh, really? have to check it out. Yeah, That'd I know be it's classic. And when did that when did that come out? Like the late eighties? The late eighties uh, or early nineties? Yeah. Okay. But at that, that's on Netflix. Well, yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, in Europe. I think, it's on I think it is. I think it is. Um, Inglorious Bastards. So a classic Tar- Tarantino. I, the reason was so I'm not in too much into the gory violence, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I love the just fact that he just he he, he didn't care. I'm going to alternate history, and that's exactly what he did with this one. And I felt like it was clever, it was nice, and he, even if he had some messaging, I didn't even care about it. I was just like, you're making your own history? I like that aspect. It's history, it's done, basically you just have the concept, but then you do whatever the hell you want. Movies should allow you to do that, and he actually seems like the only kind of only kind of director that did take that route, and I like that he did. It's refreshing. Yeah, this is one of my favorite. I don't know if I said um, uh, The Hollywood, Once Upon a uh, Time in Hollywood, uh, yeah. was my Come favorite on, or not. That was, but a, I think that was this, the previous episode. I think... This is like it's hard with Tarantino when he makes a really good movie. He makes a really good movie. Yeah. Um. So it's hard for me to debate which one's my favorite. This is up until I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and some of the other ones I haven't seen. It's probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Brad Pitt is hilarious. Yeah, he's got the accent. The accent's funny. Yeah. Uh, the whole Italian scene. Some uh, some drama. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. He's one of my favorite actors, and and. You know, it's this is a great film, I think. Yeah. Um, so then I'm gonna try to get into top fifty because uh, the, because we we really do want to. So all the movies well worth discussing, but we we really need to get into the top fifty. And and, and of course you gotta have any comments. Just tell me once I'm done. So sixty is a few good men. I I really I love the cast here. It's like it's almost like a big three in basketball. You know, you got LeBron, Dwayne, and Bosch. I really felt like that was a good big three. And I'm not, and I totally even forgot about Nixon there. I even like Tom Cruise's sidekick. But yeah, Jack Nicholson, one of the most classic scenes of all time. You can't handle the truth. And it's just like it really felt like, oh my god, did that just happen? Fifty nine, Uka Gems. I know you guys don't like the yelling in it, but that's a classic New York movie. That's a classic New York movie. And Adam Sandler, I felt like he should have been at least nominated. You know, Joaquin Phoenix should should have won, but he should have been at least nominated. And I can make the argument why Adam Sandler should have won because you know he took the leap from from comedy to a serious one, and he did so flawlessly as if he knew what he was doing, and he absolutely knew what he was doing. Like he's Adam Sandler. I respect him now. Uh, Fifty eight, Dollar and for murder. Now I, I don't I forget if this one's Hitchcock or not, but it's a classic like you know mystery. Well, actually, not even mystery because you know who who did, and you know what the plan was. But then you basically just ask yourself, does he get away with it? And it's kind of like slowly but surely, uh, he's gonna get caught. Uh, Fifty Seven Snatch. Now this one's just kind of like a weird one, you know. It's kinda like I don't remember a whole lot from it, but it's kind of like okay, the, everyone's trying to go for this diamond, trying to get like gold, or you know, like trying to get to the top. And it's like you have these different perspectives, and I kind of like that. 56 with the artist, black and white, but yeah, it, it was from 2012. I, I wish there was more of that. Get us back to the old days. Like, you know, we weren't allowed to see black and white. I kind of like well, that. This is a silent film, though. A silent film, that's right. That's right. Well, black and white is something we see. I mean, The Lighthouse, like, yeah, there's other ones like that now, but... Um... And then uh, Rebecca for 55 is a classic Hitchcock film. Like, you, like you, re- it's, it, Ryan told me it's one of the creepiest films he's ever, uh, ever seen. The fact that you have, like, the, uh, like, uh, the death of this one woman basically taking, like, uh, taking over the mind of, like, not the mind of the one guy, but then the, uh, the guy goes on and marries this, this young woman. And it's kind of like, basically, she's, like, replacing the person who died. And it's kind of like, you, 
like the mind of the maid, I should have said. But still, it's kind of like really strange. You have this eerie tension in there, and it's kind of like it, it, it's like it, it, I don't know. Like it, you, you kind of feel scared, even though it's not a horror. I do really like that. It makes us put us, uh, keeps us out of shells and puts us in a weird place. Um, the Seven Samurai, uh, too long, but an absolute classic. An absolute, absolute classic. And there's so many films that go off it. Like you have the Hateful Eight. You have. Um, you have the seven with uh, with Denzel, I think. Uh, Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Seven. It's uh, like if you if you make a movie and then there's people making tons of remakes, you know you did something right. And I really feel like it's a great movie. I had to respect its impact, and there's no doubt if, at 54 I'm doing itself uh, justice. Uh, well, no, Magnificent Seven is a isn't that based off? No, that's a remake. Based off of a Western it's, TV it's a, show. It, no, I thought it was right? a remake was of. A movie. But this was the first. Well, well, seven, seven Samurai. It's a, remake of the it's a first yeah, one. Yeah, Seven Samurai this is is a remake came. of Magnificent Seven essentially. Like a western, Which came first? a western uh, Seven Samurai, I believe. Uh, yeah, so that is so yeah, like, the first one. Kur- Kurosawa's influence on westerns yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah so right. this was You're the original. Fine. This was yeah. the original. Um, Wall by a citizen. Now this one's like you know it, it, you see on TV a lot uh, around and out area, but still I really like the Avenge. I really like you know like he made a lot of good points, especially when he's mocking the judge in that one scene. I just I really felt like so Jamie Foxx I like his role in it, but also Jared Butler. I really felt that that's one of the like there's not that many Jared Butler films that you see that like oh yeah that's definitely a top. I I really like this one. Just talk about the law, not necessarily it's about the law. Leon the professional. I'm telling you, Natalie Portman, her first movie. The best child performance of all time. Watch it just because of her, okay? And I understand the dynamic, you know, it's weird between Leon and Natalie Portman's character. But if you really get down to the root, I really do think he becomes the dad to her because, of course, her family is, at some point gets gets killed. And you think, oh, my God, you know, like, you have this old guy with a young girl and, you know, like, they're living in the same apartments, basically. But it's really, it takes a little bit of time. But I really do think they 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 kindle with um with he's the dad and he's the daughter and it's kind of like especially at the end I feel like he's gonna she's gonna be in his footsteps which definitely you see a daughter doing from a dad or a son with a mother doesn't matter um, definitely watch it just because of her the gentleman now Matthew McConaughey you don't this one's a, this one's a this one's a classic in terms of many like you it, like you have a I don't want people to call it nonlinear but you basically have a story like oh I'm pitching you this movie script and it's basically just like laying out the investigation which like looking into McConaughey and the, and the drug business I like that that portrayal I like that narration that you, you basically have someone a little bit goofy and he's like oh this whole this whole investigation yeah I, I'm I'm producing a movie, you know. Mm. It's a weird way to put it, and of course, it's about a movie. This, this is actually a movie, right? So, I, and also again, you get the many, uh, the the many perspectives, and you have the, the twist of like, oh yeah, he's working with this guy. Oh, he portrayed this guy, and of course, you know, there's action in it. Yeah, and uh, if but, I could just add one thing, yeah, to too. One thing that I do like about that movie is also the concept of the unreliable narrator. Like yes. you, don't, you don't know what yes. whether what you're seeing on screen is actually actually you know happened. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely adored the gentleman. It's, it's probably my favorite Guy Ritchie movie since, ironically, Snatch. Yeah, so. uh, and then Link, another McConaughey movie, Lincoln Lawyer. I, I so this one's about the law. I love the inter, the uh, attorney client privilege and talking about that. I think if you want to become a lawyer, you should at least check this one out. Even though my one friend that uh, that goes to Drexel and he it wants to become a lawyer, he's like. There's a lot of things that they miss, and it's kind of like you know, like a cheap way to to uh, to, to make movie about. It. I'm like, it's still as someone who doesn't follow the law as much as he does, it's still a good law movie. So of course I went a little bit quick going from six eight fifty. Any like uh, I know you commented a little bit, but any on the movies that you didn't. But that, that's pretty much everything I want to cover. Yep. Uh, so then now this is a classic. 
his cop movie and you you talked about um you know doing things in one cut i think they did the entire movie kind of like as if you're watching a play and basically it was like we're not we're not stopping you guys are going to just keep going you're, and i just cannot believe that the people in that film just remember the lines the entire time the whole 90 minutes and that's rope and you're talking about murder mystery you see who did it but then are they going to get away with it and james uh, jimmy stewart his character is like ah, oh, something's up with you guys like i taught you this and now you're using it against me but that's it still doesn't make it right i definitely will you should just check it out because they don't break at all this is something that it's like it's like a play where you don't get any intermission and it's just, and it's just like they're just wearing their lines the entire time it's non-stop the movie the camera is not going to stop and the, in movies you don't ever see that so it's like a movie i i forget if it was depicted from a play but they may feel like as if it was a play and it and turn out to be a movie i'm not sure if you guys have seen that one i haven't i've not you should definitely check that one out uh, source code Jake Gyllenhaal. Now you don't think about Jake Gyllenhaal with 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 this kind of film, but he it's great. It got me to think a lot that uh, that basically what he did. He was in a simulator trying to fix like a terrorist attack that that happened uh, that morning, and he's trying. Uh, and he didn't realize that he he died in Afghanistan. They were using the little bits of his brain that, that was still active left, which is also a fascinating concept. But he said like, okay, um, I'm okay. So help you guys were, but can I be stuck in the past even though and and, and kind of like fix the present it's kind of like you're like talk about like right now i'm uh, uh, let's say i'm in the simulator that just happened that's um and then i'm like like in the events that happened this morning mm. if i change the event of what happened that morning maybe none of you guys show up here you know like maybe something happened right. and you know like maybe you had to do an error maybe you know like you had to change the plans Possibly my occurrence in the morning had an effect on what's going to happen, what we call the present now, yeah. and it's so fascinating. That's kind of, it's a sci-fi, but something like could you really affect the the future, which is currently at present? It was just such a weird but awesome concept, and I'm not sure you guys probably have seen that one. It's a weird, it's a sneaky I, one. I think I saw it when it came out, but I'm not sure. Is that the one where? Like Jake Gyllenhaal's on like the train or something. Or am yes, I thinking he, of a different he kept movie? going back and forth back on the train, the train. Okay, trying yeah, to prevent a terrorist yeah, attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta admit that's a sneaky good one. You don't typically hear that one. I wish I had more. Which that? Tampopo, a classic international film. And I have to admit, now this one's very similar to Rocky, where you have an underdog story in the fact that you have. The, and Greg really is a big fan of this film because he's really into food. But basically, you had someone really like Eddie, food movies, food movies. He he's not a fat person. Gotta love Chef. Yeah, uh, no, no. You might as well like burnt by that point. No, yeah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yes, I know. So why would I like? Uh... Chef is so much better. Uh, okay, John but... Favreau versus Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll take Bradley Cooper. Who, who directed Burn? Do you remember? I forget it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So Tampa, uh, so you basically have this person like competing, like trying to get the best restaurant, and she and she eventually at some point of like goes through the adversity, the training, kind of like what Rocky did. And she came out the doors and won the. Uh, and she came out to be the best uh, restaurant in uh, in her in her town. So Greg, I know you've seen that one. What was what was like your first? Because I have to admit, this was weird. Also, like you had the different perspective. You had the one scene where the kid just ordered a whole lot of food, which it had nothing to do on the plot. Yeah. To which then you also had another like scene. Yeah, that was I, weird, I but really, it was interesting. Very I interesting. Really I liked pieced, it. I never pieced those scenes together. Um, I think it was just trying to distract us. Like you have the plot. And then you just have breaks. Like you talk about this one kid. You also have the supermarket scene. You also had, you should yeah. have a few differences that had no impact on the plot. But it's kind of like like a good like like two minute three minute distraction um, before you get back into the real. Yeah, plot. I'll say it briefly. But the, no, I really enjoyed the movie a lot because, like I said earlier, with um, cinema parody. So like having a passion for something 
it, it makes me more interested in whatever right. I'm watching. You know, she whatever wants I'm to listening become the best. to. So with Tampopo, it's all about this woman wanting to become the best ramen shop. Yes, basically, and and she has this passion for cooking ramen. They have this drive, drives the whole movie. Mm. Um, great, yeah. great film. Um, Scott, have you have, have you um, seen? You should check it out if you haven't seen. It. No, I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. it's a definitely classic international film. Uh, so you uh, hopefully you don't talk about uh, two, three, and now four. Because even as Tarantino put it, it did not do the first one any justice, and I, and I actually kind of moved it back because I felt like two and three were kind of like money grabs, and that's the Matrix, you know. And, and, and but talk to me about it because I felt like I messed it up. I was going to watch the, the Matrix, and unfortunately, I watched the second one thinking it was the first one because of my <laughs> my, my, my fire stick me, like messed up. It it was the same. It was the same film. It's mine. It's just you know you just right. Had it was just reloaded. Yeah. 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 So I kind of messed up watching it in order, and I, I don't think yeah. I even watched the third one anyway. Hey, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world if you watch them. Yeah, out but order, talk to me. But... Like it made a huge like people love this. Film. I kind of feel like it's overrated because they're like, oh, this is one of the best movies of all time. No, no, like, no. Well, I don't know about that, but I I think. I think that what the Matrix is, is that this is a movie where its its pop culture influence is unbelievable. Yes, like you and know, it's examples. it's one of those movies. Well, I think like the idea of like like Neo with like you know the sunglasses, the black suit, That's and a, like I, obviously the slow mo, like yeah. the blue pill, red pill, like all of that is just sort of. Oh, especially with the last permeated. scene of dodging bullets. Yeah, That's yeah, such a yeah, classic yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, it's permeated in pop culture, so I, I think of the Matrix is another one of those movies where you had to be there to really immer- like Avatar. I always yeah. call Avatar a movie like you had to be there to witness it firsthand to understand why it was so maybe at the time so big. Uh, no, I thought I, I saw it more recently in the past few years. Great, I thought I thought it was great. It's it's fun. It's got funny parts to it because it, not because it's necessarily trying to be a comedy, but just like just a little like how, the di- dialogue. Dialogue's weird. It's kind of corny. The whole martial arts thing ah. uh, and like the whole fight scenes are. Uh, cool but funny. I mean, it's a, I I love this one. Um, sequels are mm, nope, nope, nope. Like we we definitely encourage uh, people not to make money grabber movies. Okay, in which Spider Man, I'm talking to you about that too. Ooh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's too many. No, I think it does it for the fans, really. Okay, well, and for the comic it, book it lovers, it loses I think it, the authenticity. No. Yes, it okay. does. Uh, uh, yeah, let's move you on. pause too much there. Eight, but again, I, like I actually with the Matrix, let me just say, it, it, like with music, you have techno music, right? I feel yeah, like that's yeah, a yeah. techno movie. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not too many movies. You have sci-fi movies, but this felt like you know you're actually like in the Matrix, like you're like like yeah, it's cool. cool. Like, it's it, creative, it awesome. like, a little yeah. like binary code, you know, yeah. going on. It's, it it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a good. Cool it wasn't movie. that confusing either. At one point, what? But then I felt like okay, I, I'm starting to get it. Uh, 85, you talked about the marriage story. You've just felt like um, in the previous episode, you know, where you're just basically like, you're, you're just like eavesdropping on their conversation and, their, and the fight and whatever. I felt like even more so with Kramer versus Kramer. I, mean, I have 45. not seen it. <laughs> yeah, four, 45, by the way. <laughs> 45, yes. I, I haven't seen Kramer versus Kramer. I, I, I've heard that, good things. But... You got it, Carol. So, so me and Ryan watched it. He watched it for the second time. I watched it for the first time. You realize because of Kramer vs. Kramer, you have a movie. It's basically a remake, and a good remake. Right. But it's kind of like Dustin Hoffman. Uh, oh my God. Uh, the, who? The, the, you have um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. That's right. Thank you, Greg. Uh, so he actually is doing something productive hey. for us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm playing that. He's Jesus. the producer. Uh, always like always make fun of your producers. Good chemistry. Uh, but here's <laughs> but here's, here's the main here's, here's the main point. The main point is that. I felt it was it was the dialogue was awesome. The child, the the the, the young son, 
that they had. Amazing. Another great child performance right there. So I really do feel like if you're going to watch this movie, not only because it's Dustin Hoffman, but also because of the little kid. And, and again, it's just part of life. People get divorced, you know, people run away. It's just it's part of life. But I still really feel like, uh, and the court scene too, like, and, and crying, you know, I really felt like um, it was just overall just surreal. Just surreal acting, one of the best acting jobs by both Streep and Hoffman. Uh, so then the Truman Show I just love the concept of the Truman Show it felt yeah, like, cool. yeah. I really I felt like it was kind of like religious you know like um, like so you had someone controlling Truman's life and I'm like it's kind of like a fate versus like uh, like do you, do you control your actions or is it already predetermined you know mm, because like breaking God. the cycle yeah kind of yeah. like a, like a, like God figure and of course it depends on what you believe in but still you had a, a God in, in Truman's life to which, you know, he was just doing it all for a TV show in which you had someone, and I like the, the actress in it trying to, like, protect him and saying, like, it's not cool what you're doing to Truman, you know, whatever, and they and they took her away because they, they knew uh, she would be a problem, and all those people were in the background, it was just all fake, and, and it was kind of like a jury in which Truman, it's not real, and the audience knows it. We're trying to tell him, but we're talking through a TV screen, Truman, it's not real, don't fall for it. Yeah. And it's like, you feel bad for him, but there's nothing you can do as someone who's just watching it. I like that, and and obviously that's that's another one of Jim Carrey's greats, you know. Yeah, and just and we're gonna get into another that. one, yeah. uh, but I feel like as a lead role, this was better because the other one he was in, I felt like it was uh, led by the actress that he was working with. Primal Fear. So I went back and rewatched it. I kind of felt like rewatch it actually did itself any favors, but I still feel like it's still a great Edward Norton, his only Oscar. People got to respect Norton more. This was his first film. And he was young doing it, like 18, 19, and I really felt like he was this, this guy, I don't want like, he he really did have multiple personality disorder. And that's really, that's how he fooled um, the, the lead role, the, the lawyer, the attorney in it, in thinking that, like, oh, yeah, no, he's actually not innocent because he didn't even know that he did it. He, he was the evil version of himself, and, and he's being, like, this cute little shy like like guy that, does, that has a little twitch in, in when he speaks. But, no, he was... He was Trust me, you, you really have to see it. I don't want to call it a law film, but it's a great plot twist with that one. And we kind of talked about Tom Hanks already. Forrest Gump. I just love that. It's a look into history through official characters' eyes. It's just, it's, I don't want to call it alternate history because that's like Inglorious Passive, but that one does uh, does history pretty so justice. And Tom Hanks, I feel like that's that's his best role personally. Not just not just the, the where I rank his movie. Uh, Million Dollar Baby, Scott. You 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 watched it more recently, and I yeah, I yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, I just watched this one recently. Um, Forty one. You know this between this and Gran Torino um, for twenty first century Eastwood films. I I don't know. I kind of rank these evenly. Man, it, it's just such a great movie. Yeah. Um, performances are great. Um, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, and um, I'm blanking on the lead actress's name, which is horrible. Oh, uh, um, Hillary. Is, is it Hillary Swank? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was. Awesome. Yeah, she she, she she was great in that role, great. and, and the, the movie just as a whole. Please go out and see it, and actually has a lot of like um one of the most great supporting end, cast. It, it is one of the most realistic endings. I, I just remember the the ending, yeah, and I have to admit, not all endings have to be happy. I like, and Clint Eastwood said that it's a movie. Okay, like think of it as as you yeah. may, like because there's a lot of constant talk about you shouldn't support that. Well, it's just a movie. It's just you know, it's just how we're not encouraging anything. Just. Like uh, like it, it it really just watch it interpret it 
remember which way, but you have to realize it's one fictional, and two, it's a way to look about life in which it, yeah. what happened to her is a travesty, but again, it life happens. happens. Life yeah. happens. Now we get into the top four. We're getting really into now. If you haven't seen these movies, you're doing a big disservice. And I'm looking at Greg because he's already like uh, on my naughty list, person. But Schindler's List at 40, one of the saddest movies. I think I, I think I cried for like 20 minutes after the ending. Like I really think I don't cry too often, but that is something that's just one of the most heaviest. And I really felt like even though it is around three hours. It was worth watching all three hours, and they did a great job depicting what really happened with the Holocaust. And 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 and, and if you guys haven't seen it, you might say, "Oh well, you know, I don't want to cry, you know, whatever." It it's it's very much worth doing, and I feel like, oh my God, who's the at Liam, Liam, uh, Liam Nielsen? That is his best role by far. I don't like yeah. I don't like all the the it's Batman like, one or the the, the Kingsman one. <laughs> this one this one's the best one. And and please tell me that you agree with me that you cried at the end. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, no. Schindler's List is a masterpiece of a movie. Um, it's a master. It, it is a harrowing movie, though. It is a very tough. And the watch. symbolism too, with like uh, the little girl wearing the red. The red yeah. Hat. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's one of those movies where if if you can kind of get yourself into the mindset, you know, to kind of you almost mentally prep yourself for it. Um, it, it is a masterpiece of a film all around. Greg, please tell me you saw it. No, but I've been saving it. I, I want to watch it sometime. Yeah. So at least I it's need, okay. It, like, that, it is something I really do want to see. Yeah. And you, um, it, it's it's one again if you're a movie, but, but it's but a must. It's, it's something where I do want to watch the whole thing in one sitting. Yes, you should. Um, I, if, because yeah, of yeah, its yeah. reputation that it has, um, one of the best. So I, you know, I want to give it that respect. Yeah. You should. Absolutely. And that's all. It's a, that's I what mean, we're I, talking I, about. I'm giving I, trying to give movies its respect yeah, with I this gave, list. I gave that respect to Das Boot. Eh, it was okay. Oh yeah, Das Boot. You read we talked about. It's a little long. It is too long. Uh, now, this is one of the most overrated movies, and I really feel like it's because of confirmation bias. So at 39, it's Shawshank Redemption. I really feel like during the time, well, at least our generation, where you're around 20, 21, even 24, 25 years old, when going into the movie, you hear all the time, oh yeah, it's the greatest movie of all time. And then when you watch it, if it's good enough, it, you're going to say, oh yeah, that is the greatest movie of all time. I came in with a blank slate. I had no idea what it, what it was. Again, I wasn't... That being two moves, I was getting into it, but I didn't hear that much about it because IMDb, I didn't know too much about it as a website. But then I saw, I'm like, you know, it dragged, right? And you know, but basically, it's just a friendship. And I understand, you know, wrongfully convicted, or maybe he was. I don't know. I went back and we watched it. Maybe, maybe actually, he did uh, kill the two. I, I like, and you had the one person. I don't know exactly what to believe with that, but still, great character development, great, you know, character interaction. Morgan Freeman, I feel like that's one of his best roles. Uh, don't tell me anything about Batman. Okay, that's not even close to what his potential could be. Um, but he was a great Lucius Fox, I thought. Uh, come on, man. I, I'm not saying he wasn't bad. Nothing Morgan Freeman did was bad, but this one was by far, you know, he was Bruce very... Almighty. That's a good one. I haven't seen that one, but I, I've heard, you know, he was very good in that one. So talk to me about uh, that with Shaw's yeah, Like, Shaw, why is it... the? Why do people say, oh, it's the greatest movie of all time? Why? It's overrated. Like, 39, don't get me wrong, it's still in my top 50, and that still says something. But you're not even close to my number one, so please, talk to me. Why is it, like, even better than, I don't know, well, we're going to get into, I don't want to spoil it, my list. I'm spoiling other movies for you, but not my list. Chef. Chef. No. <laughs> no. Chef is at number one. Yeah, no. Um, no, it's not. No, Shawshank's one of those movies, I mean, do you like Tim it? Robbins and and and, um, and Morgan Freeman really, um, th- that movie's off the backs of them. I mean, they, they carry that movie, yes, and their is. performances are so excellent. I think what it is is that it's one of those movies. It it it's it sort of has this aura about it where it, it's just it, it kind of just draws you in. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's one of those movies where it's another one where like you know you had to be there 
yeah. when it came out to really immerse yourself in it and understand maybe in retrospect you think, well, you know, it's a great movie, but maybe it's not the greatest of all time. W- would it be close to your greatest of all time? Like, what did you come out of it saying, like, oh, that's definitely a top 10 or a top 20 or? I don't know. Is it, is it top 50? Probably. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, but, absolutely. but I, I don't know if it's maybe my top 10. Greg. Um, I do it. I haven't seen it. Oh my god! I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you were going to say that. No, I've seen clips of it on you know the internet or not the internet on TV. You know mm-hmm. when it plays on TV, but I just I think I haven't watched it because of the whole it's overrated at being the best. Well, you movie should. It's, ever. St- it's so still. I, was like, I don't. I, I'll watch other stuff instead. Um, it, it's still a must see. Yeah, like. I need to sit down and just watch the whole thing. I think that's where a lot of the movies fall. Where it's like I've seen parts of them on TV, so I haven't gone back to watch the whole thing. Yeah. But I'm kind of questioning if you are actually a movie expert because there's a lot of movies that you didn't. Oh, you ever seen Chef? <laughs> Greg, come on, man, you I gotta stop it. Well, the next, the next one, I, I love. Okay, so we're gonna talk, I'm gonna go all the way up to 35 because right now we're at 38. But then, you know, Greg, definitely please talk to me about the next one. So 38, it's Goodwill Hunting, which I think is one of the greatest duos of all time. Greg, it's not your fault. Okay, Scott, it's not your fault. So you, I, I, and, and I just uh, character development with Matt Damon. I absolutely love that, and the fact that he had a real that Ben Affleck, his friend, really had a big impact on his life yeah. because he didn't have too many of his family members, and of course he needed some sense of direction. I really felt like when it comes to your friends, they can help you out, not just your siblings, not just your family, not just you know whoever you're doing, your friends. All right, because friends, it's not just a you don't just hang out with your friends. They can also really help you with things in life, and I really feel like you should open up to your friends more. They're not just have a good time with they're also you know like being a series where they're, they're human too 37 is chinatown classic jack nicholson film uh i definitely it's a I, it's a good plot twist definitely good like if you want to know a little bit about um about los angeles uh, black swan at 36 natalie Portman was absolutely amazing in this one and i really felt like i felt like you know i was really into oh like uh, like we're on stage they're, they're about to do a play you know whatever um, and then 35, um, and I'm telling you, I, I don't think you guys have seen this one, but Life is Beautiful, where you're talking about, you're leaning up to the Holocaust, but you, but it, 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 it's basically like a, it's a two-half movie. You have this one man's life, it's, a, it's another Italian film, just like we talked about with Paradiso, but you basically have this Italian guy learning about his life, he's funny, he, he's just so optimistic, yeah. so like, you know, uh, all over the place, and and, and you, ha- you laugh, you have fun with it, but then, of course... Uh, the Nazi Germany's come into Italy. They they seize his business. He's into the Holocaust, and he's with his son. To which he's trying to make a game of it because the son he's trying to tell his son, "Hey, I don't I don't want you to like realize what actually has happened." So I'm going to try to make a game of it, and he actually gets away with it. Now, unfortunately, the ending is really sad. Um, and and I rather it's a big spoiler. And if you haven't seen, it, I don't want to tell you you guys because that's really I, the whole point. So uh, so let's just recap: thirty eight all the way to thirty five. Um, Whoever wants to wants to uh, to go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think obviously every single one of these films. I haven't seen um, Chinatown. Uh, you have not seen Chinatown. No, I've not. Wow. I've, I've heard I've heard it's an excellent film. Um, uh, it's a great depiction of the old day Los Angeles. Yeah, man. yeah. The rest, of, I, I have seen Life Is Beautiful. Uh, Th- that's I, a, I, I'm telling you, that's a great. Good. Black Swan's great. Good Will Hunting's classic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you think about life is beautiful? Because a lot of people tell me like, oh, you 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 you're trying to make it like uh, like like you're basically not telling us the severity of of the Holocaust, but really the the purpose of like life. There's just so much about life. You have it's 
You have its horrors. You but you also want to make the best of a situation. Even in the worst of a situation, you can try to have a silver lining. And with this guy, he was just so happy. So nothing was going to bring him down. I felt like it was more of a character fight against reality, and I felt like he yeah. prevailed. I think um, I haven't seen the movie in. Jeez, probably maybe eight years. Um, but it's a must see. It, 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 yeah, it, it made me movie. cry. I, at the I think end too. I think the one ending? of the big dynamics of the movie too is that relationship amongst family. Yeah, like that. That's at the core of the movie. And he's he's one of my favorite um, characters. Yeah. I forget his name, but that the ending made me cry. Like I really I I rooted for him. And there's not a lot of movies like with superheroes. Again, I'm not counting as like a real movie. I know superheroes. They're going to come out. As the winner, and and don't even tell me about uh, that one Marvel movie. But still, like uh, I think it was Endgame. I think Infinity, yeah, Infinity, Infinity War. Infinity War, yeah. And, and of course, they made a movie which is basically combining the two. But great, talk to me about these four. I haven't seen Chinatown. Uh, I, I can't seen, believe like, it. Beautiful uh, Black Swan. It's been a wow. That was like I was in middle school. Jeez, um, it was good. I remember when I first watched. I'm it. surprised you saw it that young. I, well, I think it was rated R. Yeah, well, we saw it was a sleepover. We saw, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. um, Goodwill Hunting. That's one of my favorites of all time. Yes, it is. It's in a my favorite. own personal list. It would definitely be really higher than what you have. Um, mm-hmm. Classic lines in there. Um, how about them apples? Or uh, went to go see about a girl. Oh, that's a classic. As oh, well as yeah. the Im- in the improv portion where they're talking about. Robin Williams' character's uh, wife. Yes, yes. And, and I think there's beautiful scenes between uh, Matt Damon and Robin Williams. That's what makes this movie, because there's such beautiful chemistry between them. Even though at points they don't like each other, but it's really just and there's, struggling there's to There's a lot of improv scenes, too. There's a lot of improv scenes. Not a lot, but some. Some improv yeah, scenes. And, uh, I feel like it's the best duo. And, uh, I really do. One of the best duos of all time. They You really fed off each other there. They did. And I. It's see, that's why I, I love it so much. Yeah. Um, so then let's get let's try to get into 30 because of course we've been talking a while and we were not even into the top 25 not even close to it so the Star Wars trilogy okay the first three don't even get me started with the money grabbers please don't even get me started I'm not even going to bother watching and I didn't to which there's a lot of great metaphors you know Luke Skywalker kind of like as the Messiah Jesus Christ and to which Luke I am your father is the greatest plot twist of all time I wish I was in the movie theater to see it and the funny part is I knew he was because I played all those Lego video games before I even watched the movie to which I'm like I understand it's impact now you know it's one of the best it's like a cult classic you would call it so I, I like what it did and for comic cons and you know and, and the fact that they're still making movies and kind of like it's just so unbelievable so unbelievable and the fact that you know you have um, Ford right like he's not even the lead role but yet you know he's a big time big time player uh, in that film uh, and also whoever played Leah she was really good too uh, Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher, Fisher yeah. yeah she's a classic uh, Donnie Darko. I just I, so this one you you had to ask a question. Uh, is is Donnie, which is the fir- the first movie Jake Hall did, a viable narrator? I don't know if he is, but I do just love the fact that um, you know you you have the, it's basically the question: Do we have multiple universes? Right, like the universe that we're living in. Is there another universe living like we are, but like years or maybe the, like. Um, like maybe in like a, like tomorrow is someone living the tomorrow that we're living right, right now? You know, it's a very fascinating question, and the way they do it is with you know like talking about the timeline, the events, and this one kid who's just very confused and lost. I just I, I really feel like that's free on YouTube. Definitely go out and see that one. I think it's a classic. It's a wonderful life, James Stewart. I, I what a classic. I cry at the end talking about you know uh, suicide and just and I really feel first of all it's not a Christmas movie it takes place during Christmas I don't think it's a Christmas movie and I know we talked about that uh, earlier with Die Hard 
But at the same time, I'm just like, it's it's so serious and it could impact your life, could impact someone else's life. I really feel like it's a must-see. It's a really heavy topic. And they, address, they, they, they attacked it during the time in which they did, which is definitely, they did not have... Uh, the mental health awareness like like we do today and they still made a movie about it, which I'm very happy about because it, it, it does itself very very uh, high justice then um, speaking of Jake Hall, Nightcrawler he, that's, a, that's a great solo act like when what he did talk about Los Angeles you know like going in with the car chasing uh, and, and talking about like in real life you know like how they get uh, you may have like a scene that happened like there's people like going on what he did, so I really feel like it was a good depiction of those kinds of people that, you know, do that for a living that, like, in real life. And then Green Mile, I rewatched it. It is a classic. You also have a little bit of character development in there, and I really feel like I just love the cast of all of all of them. They really did a great job. Also another Stephen King book right there. So, uh, and, I, and I know they do play on TV a lot. doesn't dilute the value, Greg. No. Um, but talk to me about, uh, about these, what, five? Especially, you know, Star Wars is a big one, so I... Yeah, I, I mean, every single one of I haven't seen It's Wonderful Life, which is a, a sin to say, but I all, all five of those movies, um, well, you know, Star Wars encompassing, I, I guess, the original trilogy, um, are just, okay, masterpieces, but I do have to give a caveat um, with mm. Nightcrawler. I actually need to rewatch that, because the last time I saw it was when it came out theatrically, and I, I, I hated the movie. Oh, um, yeah. yeah which which um, I know that it is critically acclaimed. It is very much stressful. Um, it's almost like uncut yeah, gems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I need to go back and rewatch it because I, I think if I went back and rewatch he's, it, I would think of it completely he's, he's differently. He's a serious character. Yeah. Like, he's, you love his work ethic, but he's yeah. seriously flawed. Like, he's right. willing to do uh, anything yeah. just to get well, ahead. Right, yeah. Well, he, he's, he's unhinged. He, he is a social, Yeah, he's unhinged. And at the time... I mean, obviously, it's not really good judgment to like look back on like when you're younger, like, oh yeah, what did you think of the movie? But uh, that's one that I can bet that if I was to rewatch it, I would like a lot more. Yeah, great. Star Wars, great. Uh, well, obviously, Dying Darko, haven't seen. Oh, you seen Wonder- too. Wonderful Life in color and black and white. Okay. Ooh. I, I don't. I never watched it in color. I yeah. never. Really, it's always you know black and white. Just right, classic. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Nightcrawler. I remember when I first saw that. I watched. It was like on Netflix a long time ago. I don't know if it still is. Um, I think it is. I, I watched it so. once, thought it was great. Then I watched it a few more times, still great. Jake Gyllenhaal's performance in that is just so well, it's thrilling for one thing, but yeah. it's, it, you can just believe it. Yes, yeah. you can. That you he, can he believe is this character. It, it's crazy. What about, what about uh, so I might as well talk about Green Mile because you guys. Oh, uh, Green Mile is incredible. It is. It, it, I mean, it is. It is a. That that's another tearjerker, no doubt. Yeah, it is, um, and, I, and and that's another ending where again they were just realistic. You know, that was just part of the time. The guy, you know, was on death row. He was not going to escape it, even though he was absolutely innocent. And I just and you get someone as big as he was and physically, he had such a big heart. And I yeah. think I realized that when I watched well, it. And, and that's the performances by um, obviously Tom Hanks and, and um, Michael Clark Duncan. Yes, it was. Um, yes, it was. And just absolutely. Terrific movie. I mean, it, it d- definitely do yourself the favor of, of seeing that. No yeah. Uh, so let me get into uh, just a few here because these are all really good ones. The Godfather. Some people say that's the best of all time. That's at 29, to which I think it, it, like the first one's better than the second one. I already said that. But I definitely will say that it is – so I'm not into mob movies. I'm not. But I definitely will tell you that this is a must-see. Even for someone who's not into mob movies – I really do feel like it does the book justice, as well as just the fact that you feel it's it's just it's just a classic. Like Al Pacino, young as he was, great cast, Marlon Brando. Uh, you can you can he won an Oscar for it. He didn't even have that many 
like lines. He wasn't in that like that many seats. It mostly was you know setting up Al Pacino to be the next one, and also you know sending him down to to Italy. I think it was. And I just I really felt like it just did like uh, it did it, mom movies for the for the for uh, the rest of eternity uh, a favor. It set the blueprint. It set the blueprint. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, American History X. I feel like that's a great Edward Norton one. Everyone should see that. Talking about you know uh, talk about someone who's in prison, someone who's racist, someone you know who's taught that through his father, to which then you know goes through prison and he just comes out a completely different person because yeah. of his experiences and 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 it's and, and trying to like prevent that from happening from his little brother. I felt um, also the ending. Ending like, is sad. It is. Well, the the really ending is one of those things though. I think where too it, Again, it goes it to show yeah. like it, it's almost like that you know sins of the father type yes, type of is. thing yeah. where it's like yeah I mean yeah American History X geez. I mean, the, the performances by everybody in that movie um, is, is stunning. And, and you know, the, the movie's backstory, too, is uh, I, I'm a little bit hazy on the history, but I, I think, like, the director of the movie didn't want to be associated with it, and, like, and then uh, it was, like, for a period of time. But that. Edward Norton actually um, declined a role to be in Saving Private Ryan to do American History I think X. that was a smart idea. Which, yeah, which I think, I you know, like maybe, maybe in terms was, of box office it, it wasn't, wasn't, but in terms of making a hit film... Not, not a hit film. You, but, you know what I mean. Like a critically acclaimed film yeah. and a well-respected film, absolutely. Um, uh, also, I just so I just pulled uh, my notes out. So I forgot to say with Green Mile, a lot to do with fate. And also the, the big faith and the, the idea yeah. of like the, the Jesus complex. Yes, it, absolutely. He was getting crucified. Yes, yeah. yes. Even yep. though I will say it definitely dragged the first hour. So I just, I just pulled up my notes now. I had it. Uh, and I totally forgot to say that. Um, but you guys did a good job with American History X. Especially, again, I, I already told you a little hint um, and with the movie equation episode. So then Reservoir Dogs. So I rewatched it, and these were my notes here. Um, because, I, because I rewatched some of these, and I'm just like, I had to tell the people this. So Mr. Pink is awesome. I love his character. Like, he's funny, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, he's also very realistic. White was like a father to Tim Rose's character. Mm-hmm. and But we don't know why. You know, so it's a little bit of mystery, and I also do like the fact that Tarantino directed this movie. And he was in and he it. stars in it. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of like was uh, was in it. He was what, Mr. Brown? Was he? Was yeah. Tarantino? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, but then you also had uh, Mr. Orange, which was Timbo's character. So I just yes. remember, but he. So here's the thing, and the dialogue's really important here. He gave away that he was a cop when he said he wanted to go to the hospital. Right, because mm. like remember, mm. like he's he's on the floor, he's very bloody. Yeah. He's like, like you know, like what should we do? If we take him to the hospital, we're all going to get arrested. He's like, oh, I'm good. I'll let, let, I'll, t- I'll take my chances. Yeah. He actually was a cop, you know. Right, he wasn't right, going right. to get arrested, so I felt like that kind of gave him away. But they didn't put those two together. And then the last thing is like it was it was the most odd way. I'm not sh- it was, I'm not even sure about order or otherwise. It was just a weird way to tell a story. Well, what's great about Reservoir Dogs is that it's one of the few movies where you do not see the climax of the movie. You, no, you don't, don't. You don't see the bank robbery or the robbery. You're you just being told it by right. These so characters. you are seeing the before and after, and you're not getting the big chunk of the story. And it works tremendously well. Yeah. Um. And, and even you know, not to go too much into the spoilers, but e- even with the ending, you don't know what happens with Mr. Pink. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. you know. You, who knows? Great. So it's and cool. it's very it's efficient. Film. It was just yeah. quick and simple to the point. Yeah, yeah I really did like that. Um, now, Pulp Fiction. So I told you guys I watched, uh, rewatched this. Um, now, here's my one takeaway. So you know with Tarantino, uh, he's really into hangout movies. You know, we, we mm. saw... Um, he's been Days on the dialogue. He's yeah, been on dialogue. Yeah, yeah, we watched Days and Confused because he's really into hangout movies. I feel like Pulp Fiction, you can argue, is a hangout movie. Because if you watch the ending first, or, or actually not even... Not, if you actually watch it in order, and I had to go on Wikipedia, like, you know, what's the order of this... They, you don't have to watch it in order. It's kind of like, remember the beginning, Pulp Fiction, right. the definition is like a magazine. Right. Each scene is like its own story. 
It's kind of yeah. Like, well, and it's out of order to begin with, so you can you know yeah, you, you can. But if you watch it, or it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. So that's why, like, usually, like the way in which I told you with my ending theory is that you should watch the ending first and then we watch it. Or if it's out of order, like like Memento or um, an Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, that you should watch it in order. But at the, at the same time, uh, so that's another way to watch yeah. it. With this one, I just felt like I, I was like flipping through a magazine, and mm. really, that's why I think it's called Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Like that's unbelievable yeah. to me that you have a movie that's like a magazine. Now, now I don't want to get into spoilers if you have another Tarantino hire, but is is this your favorite Tarantino? Film? I think this. I think this is the best Tarantino movie I have here. Okay. Okay. Like, and there's no question in my mind. I think it's better than the other ones I brought up. Okay. Especially in, in Glorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, what was the other one? Uh, to Django Unchained. As and well. you had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. No, I have it uh, in my 120. I think yeah. it was. Um, but but yeah, so you 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 love this film, right? Like an absolute classic. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, you know, Pulp Fiction is just one of those. Uh, that's another one. Obviously, the pop culture influence is huge. Please tell me you saw this, Greg. The Pulp Fiction. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Okay, good. Okay, um, talk to me. You haven't talked much. No, I mean, I, did you finish up, Scott? Yeah, yeah, I, um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just think yeah. Um, the uh, pop culture impact it has is you know huge. I think just the way it's out of order is unique. Um, and again, that's why I said, like, I went through it in order. It doesn't make a difference. Now, sure, those are some things that might help, you know, like the fact that the uh, Bruce Willis character, you know, uh, double crosses. Yeah. does help with that kind and, of timeline. But so other than that, it's, it's really independent of each other. And it's just great scenes. It is. There. It really is uh, good scenes. The whole the dancing scene. Classic, yeah. Um, oh, also, uh, I'm sorry, did you lose my concentration? Like, um, Oh, that, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's performance yeah, is, oh, is unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. And John Travolta, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's really good in that, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, classic. But also with Samuel L. Jackson, religion was a big, a big fat that I didn't think of. Yeah, first. he kept right. bringing up religion. Like, oh, my, I think that was a, like the guy was that, trying that's to That's kind of what out. it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I think yeah. I should retire. Like that's, that's right, my calling. Right. I think that gets under like doesn't get that much mention. Yeah, sure. When you talk about Pulp Fiction, sure. So that's 26, and now against uh, 25, and no, we're not talking about. So this is really serious here. Spike <laughs> No, it's not Spike Lee. It's not the remake. It's Old Boy. Right. Yeah. This is one of the most intense. Movies of all time. Now, yeah. sure, it is pretty violent, gory, whatever, but it is so serious, and you and you feel like you're sweating, like your head's pounding, like you don't, like you really are, like you feel like you're yeah. in that mood, and you feel the intensity along with the characters. Really well executed, well well done, so many fronts, uh, and I guess you could say it's a tribute to the plot, but still, like unreal to make yeah. that happen. Old, old Boys, an extremely high octane film. I, I actually have seen the original and the and the the Spike Lee remake. I I don't hate the Spike Lee remake as much as other people do. The original is just. Oh my god, it is an incredible. If, if you, even if you're not that big into cinema, but you just like action movies, please see Old Boy. Yes, it, it just just for you. the stunts and the and the choreography alone is, yes. is great. Yeah. Uh, so seven at twenty four, wow. the best ending of all time. It, and and sh- and here's the thing, and this is why I say it's the best ending. I I even we we it again, watch the ending first, and like trying to first of all, Kevin Spacey's character. I, I kind of love him, even though he's like the villain, because he is right. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of sin in this world. Now, the way in which he handled it was not right, but I just love that you have a movie that brings that that that, that theme up, because I don't feel like that's talked about a lot in society. But the point is, with this one, yeah, great ending, but I felt like a lot of it was just like mediocre, you know? Like, we get it. You, you have this guy killing based on the seven deadly sins, which, of course, is religion by, by itself as a theme in the movie. But I just felt like, okay, you're trying to catch someone you can. The guy gives himself up. 
but that's when you know it's kind of like like mental like rat and mouse here like who who's are you actually gonna figure out what that uh, right who, what, who what, what's gonna yeah, yeah who wins and it turns out you know he gets his way yeah. Brad Pitt's character gets arrested and Morgan Freeman's like well I'm not sure I'm gonna retire now well it, well that's the thing I, I do disagree with you about like kind of the other parts of the movie I guess being slower ineffective but. I, I, I think that, like, the way they handle each one of the sins, like, each investigation was cool. But also, like That's you true. said, going to the ending, which, I mean, obviously spoilers, um, it, what it symbolizes is that it's a great he, way to he completed his cycle. Yes, he like, did. Like, Brad Pitt was the pawn to complete the cycle, um, which, which uh, this is another David Fincher. I love David um, Fincher. I think this started off my David Fincher quest. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Definitely must, but and obviously that's this is another one where I think it definitely has a pop culture influence, like the classic, like you know, what's in the box, you know? Yeah. What I mean? Oh um, my god, dude! Again, yeah. I like but it, it, talk about plot twists. It talk about, yeah, but, but it seems like for you, most of the movie was good, but the ending just shot it up for you. Yeah, and maybe that's because I think. Well, don't get me wrong. I think there is some character development. With um, with even Brad Pitt's character, mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman's character, and even uh, Greta Paltrow. Yeah, and yeah, anybody yeah. realized like, oh wait, I should take Greta Paltrow and Morgan Freeman's character a little bit more seriously because why is she seeing him behind Brad Pitt's back? Like something must be wrong there. And I didn't treat that too seriously the first. I'm like, you know, like let's just keep let's get let's keep getting on with it. Greg, right. please tell me you saw this one. Nope. Mm. Greg I finished it. I was, oh, watching, you... I was watching one time. I had to stop for some. I forget what it was. I had something I had to do, so I had to stop. Go back to the next day to watch it on. It was on Tubi. Gone. Oh, oh it was gone. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay. You, sometimes it's on it. Netflix. Sometimes it's on TV. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You got like IFC. Else. You can watch it on IFC. I think it's, yeah, I think I've it somewhere else recently, uh, so I'll watch it. Yeah, definitely check it out. Please. So 23 is my favorite and I think the best Jack Nicholson film of all time. One threw over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, man, it's great. That's absolutely it's great. great. I mean, especially when you talk about the messaging of, like, don't conform. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he, it doesn't so he's in, like, almost like, I don't want to say an insane song, but he's in a place where, you know, you're trying to help people become less crazy. And he's not even, like, that that crazy. He's just, he's just like, you know, rebellious and whatever. I really felt like, for first of all, it was a good character. Yeah. Also, you also had, uh, you know, just good contrast between him and the other characters. Right. As well as just as just the, the plot, you know, just the fact that uh, he's looking to escape, you know, and then unfortunately at the end he, he, he doesn't. But at least he like made his impact known. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he has a tremendous impact on the other cast characters. And the cast in that movie is incredible. And, and, like, Nurse Ratchet's obviously a very iconic yeah. villain. Yeah. Um, or antagonist, I should say. And it's also a little um, bit funny. Like, when they're on the basketball court, he's on the shoulders of this of the tall mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, let's, 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 he's trying to, like, dunk it where, And he's like, no, you're going the wrong way. And he's trying to, like, and he doesn't understand English, or at least we think he doesn't. Please tell me you saw this one, Greg. I read the book. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means you should watch the movie for us to see, like, it doesn't yeah. do itself. Yeah, I'd be curious justice. to see if, if you think it did yeah. justice to the book. So that's the thing. I forgot it was a book, but the, I'm telling you, the movie was so great, though. I didn't even think it was really. I think this was more so movie material, but I guess even with that point, it's it's even. So this uh, is one of those rare adaptations that you really loved. I do. Yeah. I really, really. And trust me, like, if you if there's something else, and, there, and trust me, there are books, and there are. True, I'm not sure about true stories, but there are a lot in here that was based on a book, and I'm like, it. Like, think about Green Mile, still as high. That's as true. That's another, yeah. yeah. M. This is free on YouTube, and now this one is uh, you're talking about. I, forget, I think I'm thinking of a different one. I think it's Fritz Lang. Fritz Lang did this one. I think I, I, I'm right that I did. But uh, yeah, so with this one, basically, you just had a mass murder going around, taking uh, taking little girls, and, and, and like they disappear, and and it's just like, oh, like what what should we do? What, what what's happening? And we're talking about 1930 here. And, and and basically, uh, it's like this ca- like this catch. Even the criminals get involved because they realize with more police. 
uh, and you know they, they're trying like trying to catch the guy. They're, they're the criminals are like we can't do our business because they're trying to catch this one guy, which interferes with with us. And they try to even get in on it, to which they actually catch him, and they have like this kangaroo court at the end, to which uh, you know they all get caught. It's, and 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 also and it, I don't know, like do you really believe in is he really crazy is this devil like telling him like oh I have to take little uh, girls and whatever so and, and I I really feel like for that time period great depiction I really feel like they it was well executed with the dialogue and all and also just uh, just I guess with the plot you know like the colonels getting involved was really interesting um I I, I really suggest like yeah, I I might have to send you guys that that link it's free on on YouTube twenty one Christian Bale the machinist religions involved in it. Um, I just love the internal battle. Like he's really trying to like, like he's like, oh, I can't sleep, you know, whatever. Well, why? Well, like, what's the like? Well, you should tell us what's happening. And we start to realize the bits and pieces that lead to what he did. And and, and he finally was able to say, yeah, I'm guilty, you know, whatever case. But he held in for so long, did not do himself good, and finally he was able to sleep at the end. I really feel like he and also just. He fact he lost so much weight during the time yeah. when she was doing Batman. You know? Yeah, well, that's one of those roles where you, I mean, he really went through a lot, and then right after this, he had to bulk up for Batman Begins. Yeah. I don't um, know how he does it, but the machinist, you know, one of the core themes of guilt, and and it does Absolutely. it in a very good way. I don't know if I agree with the twenty one. Um, it is a good it film, but but it obviously it hits people differently, and it is worth seeing just for Christian Bale's performance alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm assuming Greg didn't see that. No, movie. I did. Oh, good, good, okay. No, no it's it, good. Okay. Um, I I wouldn't put it like Scott said. Twenty one's a little high, but like you know, yeah, guilt dealing with guilt. I think it's because the, I think it's because the narration, mm-hmm. the, fact that, the fact that Christian, yeah. ba- I, fo- I forgot to bring this up, but the, he's an unreliable narrator. The fact yes. that we think yes. Ivan was yes. real and yes. he's actually, you know, yeah. like, yep. and I realized, oh wait, no, 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 why are you thinking that? And it was she's trying to bring him up to why you're in, uh, like, you know, like that you are guilty of something, and 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 we we don't realize that because of course we're naive, but still. Now this is a classic Hitchcock. I'm telling this, so I can't imagine how scary this was when you first saw it, and I don't even remember exactly what year it was, but Psycho. Yeah, it's like it was what sixty. I want to say sixty-eight, but I don't think I'm right on that. Yeah. Is it earlier than that? That's what I was thinking too. Maybe it is. You know, maybe I'm way too late. On, if it's I, in the fifties, I think it's early sixties. Early sixties, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, but I do love you know. Um, the, I just love the fact that you have someone multiple personality disorder in that time period. I know it's based on a book. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nineteen sixty on the dot. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I just. I just. I just love like everything in it. You just it, like you. You know like what happened to a woman, but then you kind of figure out okay, what's going to happen afterwards? What's going to happen to this couple here? Um, and I just really feel like they just. I. I rewatch again. I'm like, oh my god, he so has like multiple personality disorder. And again, for that time period, and for something that I'm not sure they they realized at that time, it was a great depiction. And I just love how they explained it at the end. Uh, and I feel like one of the you know, like sick, twisted characters. But, but I, I, even beside that, the shower scene, one of the greatest scenes. Yeah, of all time. yeah obviously iconic. Yeah, uh, Greg, I know you're a Hitchcock guy. Do you like uh, you? You we're 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 psycho in terms of Hitchcock movies. I haven't seen it. Oh, really? My God, I've been Greg. meaning to. There's a lot of movies I have to see. Well, so I, well, you're seeing that been... now, huh? No, I will. Alright, well, I mean... I think on, you, on Peacock, don't I think be, they have right. a bunch of his movies. They, you should. I think yeah. they do, so yeah, I'm going to watch definitely. a bunch of them. Um, now, I totally moved this up because I rewatched it. I watched the ending first. No. Yeah. The, the, the 19, The Usual Suspects. I think Kevin Spacey, you know, made his breakthrough role here with the limp. 
I bought it. But just the fact that you have a movie based on just someone's board, you know, just a messy board. And I don't, I, I really bought just the fact that, you know, like, he's unreliable now, he's mostly lying. But it, but you're like, uh, you you kind of understand, like, it, like there's a bad guy involved, and you have all these guys, all these guys that he uh, was doing uh, the job with. And I'm, and I'm just like, you know what, and it, the whole movie's a lie, but you know what, what... At some at some point you you, you you might have that anyway, so might as well just have the whole movie be alive. What did you really see? And it's just up to you. What uh, so as you know, he's the bad guy, and you know some of it is true, but then you're like, well, okay, it's out it's our turn to fit the pieces together. Mm. So what about it's a, this is a classic man, an absolute classic. You better. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I remember I bought it on Blu-ray from Target for oh, some wow. reason. Nice. When I was into buying Blu-rays, um, so I watched it. Great, I thought it was great, but it's been a it's been a while. Yeah, and I think it's worth a rewatch. I really do. Uh, so eighteen, this is free on YouTube. Persona. This is awesome. You have two women. Basically, it's it basically it's just like uh, so you have this this actress who is taking a break from like Broadway from doing plays because she's just um, she has a mental breakdown and so she's in the hospital but she looks normal everything looks fine they she she and the nurse goes out to a vacation home and basically what you see is first of all a great duo uh, second of all you also see character development but then third of all you see the woman of uh, the, the person who had a mental breakdown her soul is shown by the nurse and it's just an unbelievable depiction of soul versus the mind, and and, and they and there's there was one scene where they repeated the same the, the same words, the same scene happened, but you have the camera flipped on the nurse and then on the actor, and it's just awesome. Like there's no movie like it. It's a Swedish film, and I do and I do really recommend everybody to see that. Like I said, it's free on YouTube. I think it's Persona 1960. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Line. This is what I was talking about. This is my best Jim Carrey movie right here. It's out of order, classic non-linear. And, you, and, and, and when I first saw it, I didn't realize it. The second time that I saw the ending, I'm like, wait a second. I, I, I just realized now it's out of order because it doesn't match up. Uh, I have to admit that Kate, Kate Winslet was mm. awesome in this film. Yeah, and, and yeah, I loved the, the blue hill, hair. Uh, like you know, like I felt like she was vibing with the character that she could definitely be that. And I just, I just love the plot. I just love the concept, dealing with the mind, dealing with memory, and also just like trying to fight it. You know, yeah. like they're trying mm-hmm. to start something new, and and it's like a cycle. Like you could argue that because the fact that um, that both of them have their memory. Uh, wiped away, but then they're going to meet anyway on the train in, in Moss yeah. Talk. It's just a complete like the whole mood just goes over and over and over again. Yeah, it definitely is. It and this is kind of I mean I, I consider it a romance. I, I yes, do. it is. I, yeah. I do yeah. consider it. It's yeah. probably the most critically acclaimed romance. Uh, well, okay, maybe if you count Casablanca and other movies like that. Oh, that's a, a good point. Good but point. but you kind of get what I'm going at. It, it, it's an excellent film and. the um, acting is just incredible by Winslet and, and Carrie. Uh, so that's 17. Now 16, <clears throat> I think I cried a whole lot with this one too. Will Smith, his best role by far, and that's seven pounds. It is so serious, so heavy. Basically, is that he he was texting and driving. Unfortunately, he there was a he was responsible for a lie test. Even uh, his fiance that was in the car with him, Jeez. and he was bait. So seven pounds is like he, he was trying like uh, so. I think seven people died in this one. He was trying to help seven other people, and and of course in doing so, he had to kill himself to have the organs uh, donated to seven different people. So it, it it you cry because you understand how guilty he was, and you don't even yeah. understand how guilty he was because they didn't bring up they those 
bits and pieces like of what happened. He was like in the car and then doesn't show the crash yet. Yeah. But at the end, it shows like what he's trying to do, uh, do and it's like almost like his quote unquote his uh, plan is going to be complete, and it's because right. of this. I it is so serious. So well done by Will Smith. I wish he did more. Well, he kind of does movies like this, but not of this magnitude where it's just very, very serious of a serious issue. And it's a tearjerker. It really is. And I just love that character. First of all, he has a great heart. You, it, what he did was wrong, texting and driving, and but it's he didn't mean to do it on purpose. The intention wasn't there, but he meant it because he didn't mean to do that. He he felt like I have to do something for the the uh, to, to account for um, my uh, my recklessness. And it did seven people, or maybe it was six, and then he included himself. But maybe, but I think it was seven, and then he had to impact seven people. To which I think he gave uh, a blind man his eyes, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, also, you know, you have uh, someone with heart failure giving his his heart. You know, again, like I said, if you, if you guys haven't seen this one, I wouldn't be surprised because it's just you don't hear this one. Out of the Will Smith ones, I know you have King Richard now. I know even uh, Gemini Man, you even had a little bit of marketing with that one. But still, or even the Brent's uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But this one should be really talked about. Like, and you could say I'm, 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 I'm for that kind of stuff where he has a purpose. And you, and you see, again, great character. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, which is, oh, which is man. not yeah, good, man. I do need one. to see it, uh, and that's a good um, thing. Like with this list, it tells these guys what movies to see, mostly yeah. Greg, but then also uh, the audience. Uh, okay. <laughs> Most of the time, you're like, no, I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, we've like, watched other movies. You're, you're <laughs> see Liar Liar or Chef or Gemini Man. <laughs> I have seen Gemini Man. Yes, oh, I, I saw it with uh, yeah, Scott. Yeah, we, we did see Gemini Man. Bright. 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 Right. That was the yeah. Will Smith. I have not seen Will Smith movies. After Earth. No, I have not seen that one. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not going to be in his top 10 anyway. Uh, so now we're at 15 here. Vertigo, classic Hitchcock. James Stewart, before you know he started to fade away, I love this one. And I had to I had to kind of move it back a little bit because I rewatched it. I'm like, okay, I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's it's a little bit predictable. Kind of, uh, like, I understand it. But I really do feel like it, they just did a great job with just almost everything. The execution, feeling like, okay, he does have Vertigo. Um, and I, and I, I just really feel like everything else, uh, making it like uh, the, the, the setting, California, also the plot twist, the plot itself, the fact that he was fooled by his one friend, because he was trying to kill his wife, and, 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 and the wife, like there was two, there was a, du- a duo to which, of course, he realized, okay, I was, I was fooled, he, was, he had an alternative motive, but definitely, Greg, I know you definitely see it, and it's Scott, I know you do your job, but yeah, talk to me it, about that. It's awesome. I Absolutely. thought it was great. Uh, I mean, James Stewart's classic. Yeah. I, I love anything he's in. So, no, it was really good. There's <laughs> not much to say about it. I mean... Oh, come on. I, I think there's... People say it's so scary to watch. You could make that and argument. I, no, I've heard that from a lot of people, and I just... I had to watch it again. I only seen it once, and I didn't get that. It's kind of cringy, you know? Like, it, you don't feel comfortable because yeah. it, you don't know what's going to happen. Cringy's not the right word, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit... Uh, I know what you mean, though. Um... I, th- I had to rewatch that though. Yeah. Uh, so then, now I know, <laughs> Scott, I know you love this one. And, and, and I will tell you this 14, The Departed, the best subplot of all time. Because think about it, right? So you have, you know, Coffer, like someone's, there's a rat in the system. I really felt like it was a Matt Damon versus Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Like their characters yeah. clash. And I realized that when I watched it the second time, they love the same woman. I was just basically thinking about, like, he's the rat. He's actually a good guy. He's trying to find the rat by being in the gang of uh, Jack Nicholson's character. To which, first of all, great cast. 
great roles for each of them. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be high power to have a great character. You still need to have the roles for each. But I definitely will say that the subplot, the characters going against each other, you don't necessarily think about it, but I really do think Scorsese would agree with me. It's a, it's a, it's a natural subplot to have, and I think it's the greatest one. Not only because they didn't tell us, which a subplot is supposed to do, but also the fact that, again, they love the same woman, they're going, uh, they're technically going against each other, and you, you just have, like, uh, and they eventually die, uh, at, at some point at, at the end. So definitely talk to me about The Departed. Yeah, the, man, The Departed's they, just a They do Boston Justice, film. too. The, the setting was well done. Yeah, it, it, it's an excellent film. It, it's definitely up there for me. Definitely in my top 15, I mean, maybe 25. I don't know. I'd have to kind of evaluate that. Cast is incredible. One of the best endings. Like, ever, like that yeah, elevator ending, scene, yeah, a classic Oh, the scene. elevator sequence, yeah, mm-hmm. like out of yeah. nowhere. Um, and, you know, obviously it's sort of the tie-in of, like, it, it basically is just a revenge story it at is. its core. But it, it's just a, an incredible crime drama that is carried by its cast. Yeah. Um, now, Greg, I, I made you and Ryan watch this with me, The Prestige. Yeah. Now, this is based on a book to which Nolan, I think, did it very well. Also Christian Bale uh, in uh, this one with, you know, he was doing The Machinist, doing Batman, and yeah, just doing right. things with Nolan. I can't believe they were able to do all that before the Dark Knight, uh, but still, talk to me. But like, I just love the rivalry between him and um, Hugh, Jackman. The, the Hugh Jackman. Didn't so, you watch this with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, because you're you, you see you you were probably telling me, ah, oh, it's all right, you know. This is Scott. He understands greatness. Okay, oh, geez, <laughs> it's, it's a man. good movie. See, that's the thing. This is. I think it's really worth a top fifteen. I think it's it's confusing though. That's the part of that no yeah. one loves yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Magic. Yeah, it's a classic Nolan. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think it has a, like a, so many great plot twists. Like, if I were to choose plot twists, this is definitely on, on the top. Twist of it. every two seconds. That's awesome. <laughs> nah. I mean, what's wrong with that? That's nah, awesome. You, you gotta control. You'll see. That. You don't even see that many Magic movies anyway. There's a reason. The, no, no, there, there should be. You could argue more. I mean, even Edward Norton did the. the <laughs> Burt Wonderstone. You no, ever seen that one? No, I have not. But uh, Edward Norton did yeah, the. the, the yeah, this, what was it? This, um, Steve Carell? <laughs> Steve Buscemi. But even you could say Edward Norton with The Illusionist. Like, I wish there was some oh, more yeah. magic movies. Like yeah. That. Um, now this is now at twelve. This is an absolute classic, and, and this is free on YouTube. Maybe <laughs> with with ads. Place. Yeah. Um, twelve Angry Men. And I love the law, and you see a whole trial be taking place in a jury room. Like he's uh, the one, uh, the one guy who's juror number eleven or twelve. He's like, well, just hold on a second. I don't think he had a great turn. We should really think this through. The one person, uh, otherwise it would have been a hung jury, but he convinced everybody. And I really do believe, first of all, that uh, that's not predictable, and because they're all stubborn guys. And then, se- and, and second of all, again, he really just he let the boy that who would have been is- innocent. Uh, would have been from guilty all the way to not guilty, to which he knew what he was doing. He's like, you know what, if you guys convince me, I'll just go guilty. And he, he flipped it. It's incredible. You can even think it's an underdog story. I just love that you have a trial being played out in a jury room, an absolute closet. You have The Sixth Sense. Great plot twist with this one. Bruce Willis, you don't think of him as, like, you know, this kind of character. You kind of see him in Die Hard, kind of see him with, like, Pulp Fiction. But this one, I really feel like he fit well. Like, uh, it, was a weird, it was a weird role for him at first, but also the child that he was uh, that he was working with. Great child performance. Like, right up there with Natalie Portman. I would think he's two. Um, it's Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, Haley Joel yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. He was absolutely awesome. Like, like I think he was talking to, uh, the character was talking to his mother, and he's like, like, uh, like, like, Grandma's trying to like tell you you were great in that ballet, and like, it, it definitely does make you cry 
It definitely does. And also the fact that Shyamalan does a really good job when Bruce Willis gets shot. You think he survives just because like it just moves on to the next scene. Well, you didn't think about the possibility that he's dead. To which that is a spoiler, yeah. So he was basically, he was acting as a ghost all the time. Even though, you know, we felt like he was human. So really, really nice stuff with Shyamalan. And again, I think it does itself really great justice the entire way, the plot, the plot twist, it's in one of the greatest endings of all time. Now, the Philadelphia story, now I know that uh, me, you, uh, Ryan saw this one, Greg. Now, of all the romance movies, you have you basically have a, uh, a love triangle between Stuart, uh, someone else, and, oh my god, the woman I should remember. I feel like she was the lead role in this one. Uh, it was a romance. It was technically it was technically taking place in Philadelphia, but the point is with this one is that you have some plot twists, and I just felt like I just I, first of all I felt it was a great cast, all great roles. Scott, by any chance did you see? see, see I'm not. You should. Is, yeah, you I, should. I definitely. It's a travesty. Yeah, definitely. Te- travesty. Definitely travesty. Um, no, I this is one of my favorites. It is I love absolutely. It. Yeah. Uh, if Greg so, tells you, it means something. Um, and then I've also seen one. They made a, a musical version of this, basically oh, called High Society. Oh, I've heard so of I it. saw that before okay. I saw this, and that's like it's got Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, I think Grace Kelly's in it. Ooh. Um, so these notable people, um, but it's a great story. Yes, it is. You know, you have this person that's in love with this other person, but then about to get married on that. All, on, so it's all taking place know, in one day. Love triangle, but it's and, awesome. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you don't see typical romance stories like be like that. You know, like, you don't typically think, like, Kramer vs. Kramer as a romance. You don't think of, like, a romantic drama. You don't typically see a lot of movies like that. And I think it really appreciated just the fact that it's not a typical, like, oh, I love you, oh, I love you too. No, no, no. It's, it, it, there's, it, there's, there's a lot of tension there. And I really, I, and, 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 you know, J- James Stewart's not making things easier. The lead role in that one kind of liked him too. So I, I, I it wasn't, that was, when I, when Ryan told me about it, I'm like, I'm not expecting any romance. And it really turned out to be, maybe when it comes to romance, you need to be dramatic because otherwise you're going to get a movie like The Notebook in which there's a lot of guys that just don't like that kind of movie. Uh, now we get, so that's 10. So that's, we're starting off the top 10. Philadelphia is a great way to start it all. The Invisible Guest. Now this one's international. It's free on Netflix. This one has to do but basically, like setting up your uh, a murder, um, uh, a murder trial, where basically he, you know, he's he he wants to think of, like he's going to get away with it, you know, or like uh, like a, a murder happened, and then he's trying to think of like his, his alibi. The the lawyer in which uh, he's telling all this to uh, is not actually his real lawyer. It's actually going to be um, he's it, they're going to catch him, you know, like it's like telling all the real story, and it was actually the they basically the the parents of the born which. Uh, he he ran over by by uh, a car crash. It was a car crash. But the point is that it was just so many great plot twists. Uh, you you kind of see character development within the story in which he's he's telling, but also you kind of see you know the evil side of him and, and the which are we getting the truth? Are we not getting the truth? So it was just a really don't get me wrong. Like people don't bring this up. It's uh it's it's in Spanish. And it's not a movie that you just don't like. International films, I wish we had more respect when it comes. To, but when it comes to murder mysteries, in terms of like, okay, did he actually do it? Did he not? I rewatched it with a friend of mine because I really want him to see it so badly. And I will say this: you have to see it for yourself. I, I kind of told you, but still, I don't, I don't think I did it so justice. We have a well. Actually, I'll mix in a Shutter Island with Seven Fight Club, and the reason why is because both of these are books. 
So once by Fincher, that's uh, Fight Club. And mm-hmm. I think Scorsese did Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Really great yep. depiction of an unliable narrator. Yep. You cannot trust DiCaprio. You cannot trust Edward Norton. Okay. I just, first of all, I love the unliable narrator. Because I'm like, okay, you're telling me a story. Okay, I have no choice but to believe you. But then I realize, oh my god, you betrayed me. What happened? Oh my god, shoot. Like, why? And then you had to question everything that you just saw. Did I just waste two hours of my life watching something that's a complete lie? Like, it, all that. With these two movies, Brad Pitt, I thought, was real, right? You also had um, Shutter, uh, the, 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 the DiCaprio's character. You had um, Mark uh, Ruffalo. His character was – he's a real person, but not – he wasn't his partner. He was actually the therapist. And that, and that, this is actually the movie, Shutter Island, that I developed the ending theory. Because when I saw the ending of this movie first, which the only reason I, I, I just thought about it because, okay, I don't, maybe I don't want to watch this movie again, but the ending was awesome. Really listen to the dialogue, Okay. The, the whole point of Shutter Island was that we're trying to make you realize, we're trying to get you back into reality, okay? And, we're, and, and how crazy you are thinking, like, all these things. They basically, like, let him play along with him playing detective, trying to find out, okay, what is the truth? We're trying to get you to the truth, to which he does at some point, and he doesn't, and doesn't like it. And that's, and that's the main reason why he was hiding from it. So I just, I, like, he, they just learn along with this game. You realize when you watch it again, all those people in the background, in the cafeteria, they're like, just, they're just going along with it. They were told, hey, we have one of our people, we want, we, we're experimenting, you need to play along with it. And that's really what this is. This movie is just playing along with everybody. And then with Fight Club, first of all, I had a higher, uh, there's not really that much difference between it to other than I think that Scorsese really did did it seriously. Like, you know, it was kind of dark. For Fight Club, it's not necessarily dark. You could say the concept was dark. But with Fight Club, I love the materialism uh, subplot. And the fact that when I was watching it again, I'm like, Edward Norton keeps buying this stuff. You know, like, he keeps buying the furniture. keeps, you know, going on plane rides at the end trying to find, well, I forget who, like, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. yeah, Tyler, uh, Brad Pitt. Uh, and I'm like, you keep buying stuff, and I'm and I'm like, oh, probably because he's he's rich enough, in which I didn't really see that. In which the materialism comes in the fact that you know you see the advertisements, they're blowing up credit card companies, which I didn't realize the first time of it. So again, when you rewatch that, there's a lot of things that you don't realize. But the fact that you know he's he's not sleeping a lot, you also have a little bit of the ashes involved with him. Well, Elena, hey, Elena Bonham Carter, Elena. I, 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 it's you, right. you got what I'm trying to say. The, I the, may have just butchered her name. Point, but. The point the point is that I really think it kind of like reset. You know, like like actually like kind of like uh, it was a good contrast with with Aaron Norton's character. So I again I recommend these two. I love these two, but realize you are going to you're going to not be trusted um, with these narrators. And again, that's the fun part of movies. You're, like you can't always you can't always rely on narrators. So any thoughts on those? But you yeah, definitely talked uh, a Star Island eight, Fight Club seven, and also the impact the cult classics. And I think out of the cult classics, it's an absolute cult class, like number one. Cause I saw the impact. Like literally, people were right, you know, like fighting and people. Were yeah, like, you know, you yeah. know, rule number one, you know, don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, no, yeah, don't talk um, about Fight Club. Yep. Shutter Island's an excellent psychological drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I love psychological. Uh, I probably definitely probably one of the better ones. Fight Club. Uh, yeah, definitely one of my favorite movies as well. Performances are excellent. Uh, obviously, the plot as well, and like we were talking about, like the, the themes of the movie with materialism and and you know wanting to be loved and all like you yeah. know X Y and Z. But there, there's just something about the movie that kind of just sticks with you, and it, it, it's cool. It, it's it's obviously it's probably my favorite Fincher film. You know that yeah. and Seven are kind of hand in hand. That's but, true. Um, yeah, I think Fight Club may take the edge for me. What about what about you, Greg? Uh, no, they're both really good. Uh, Fight Club, I would put above Shutter Island. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. Cultural impact. Um, Shutter Island, still a great movie. Yeah, yeah. I uh, don't. 
you know, if you want to watch it, watch it. Definitely watch it. All right, so then we get into have you guys seen number six, Witness for the Prosecution? I've not. So no, this not. is definitely your. I think this is the best law film in terms of the fact that you actually it's mostly just taking place in a court, and it's. It, I'm telling you, it was the ending is so good. Literally during the time that they're marketing it, like don't tell anyone the ending, and like at the end at the movie, and I don't remember a lot from it. I don't, but basically all I know is that like uh, the client which he had fool the attorney to which then you know you have all this drama with all the characters and it's like what did i just see wow that was awesome um saying yeah, something don't spoil the ending <laughs> no i don't i actually don't remember like i don't I don't remember all the details but i basically know you know someone gets betrayed and yeah, you know yeah. and not okay. just the attorney but also okay. you you had a love triangle involved somewhere in there. there's a little bit of a subplot <laughs> you should watch this one then yeah you should you really should it's a it's a british one oh uh. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. No, no, come on, man. Give them a chance. Not into the British cinema. So now we're into the top five. I know it's a long time, but I really think it was worth it. Number five, David Lynch. I always get confused with David Fincher, but Mulholland Drive. So this one, I feel like I, 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 I'll have to watch it again, but I feel like I solved it. I really think I do know the order, and it's out of order. But if you if you going to watch it again, I, I, I watch, try to watch it in order because I feel like I know. I think I know. It's almost like a puzzle, like almost with Pulp Fiction. Try to realize, you know, like which one should go in order or whatever. But I just real, it, it is. Oh my god! It, it just play, it, this was a mind blower, man. I just absolutely it's love wacky. this one. It's wacky. Yes, it is. But what makes it good? You know what I, I mean? know it's kind of scary. Uh, when you do watch it, it's definitely something. Also, takes your line to Hollywood. Like the, you had the one person. I, don't, I I haven't seen it in a while, but you had the one person becoming an actress. Yeah, and there's a lot to it. That dream or like a nightmare kind of going on too. It's like a. It's it's complicated. Very complicated, and it doesn't it doesn't help that it's out of order. Uh, Scott, you, you you I know you've seen this one. Uh, yeah, I have. I uh, yeah, it, it's an excellent film. I um. It is another one of those things where you're kind of questioning what's going on, and it's a, it's a good film. It's a, I don't know if I'd put it at number five, but it's a good film. Man, good I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, this was, uh, like, I think out of the things all, like, like uh, non-linear, this is it. Like, and I know yeah. there, might, there might be another movie that, like, oh, this is not chronological. Well, there's, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to explain to you why in a second. But again, David, David Lynch really outdid himself. And again, I really think doing the non-linear thing enhanced the movie. And also you just have, it was really thought-provoking, you know? Like, I, I feel like you had these two women who, who love each other. At some point, they would feel like you uh, they were portrayed. Because you because the order of the movie, you had no choice but to go with it. But you're like, wait, wait, wait. I thought, I thought they just hate each other. And now, you know, they, they love each other. So it's just like, I, like it, it really puts you on your toes. And you, and you really just have to embrace all that wackiness. Because, again, there's a whole lot of greatness with all um, the execution, the drama, the tension. It, the, the just the plot you can even say the plot twist and the fact that uh you realize what, what really happened you know or do you really get the idea so like it, it's kind of like um it's really unpredictable you don't know what's gonna happen next especially even it's kind of like open book uh kind of thing so now for inception so i went back rewatched this one and i had to admit it was like it was borderline top 10 but let me let me say this i have my notes here so it really asks us the asks us the question is our world really a reality? You know, because Mal, the the the, the wife uh, of DiCaprio's character, she kills herself thinking like, oh, all I have to do is just uh, when you're in a simulator and you know you're in someone's dream, all you have to do is just die to get back to reality. That's what she thought she was. She thought she was in a simulator, and all she wanted to do was get back to reality. What she really did, she didn't realize she was actually in reality. So it was a she's a great subplot. 
I really think it's one of the best plots, one of the best executions of it of all time. I feel like of an action thriller, and there's a whole lot of action. I think it's my favorite action mm. thriller, and I'm not even too much into like action. Absolutely top-notch cast, by the way. So, oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. That, that is an absolute ensemble. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Chris Renault, you have to give him a lot of credit. I know you yeah. are not a big fan. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge... It's a great, no. it's a great movie. It's a yeah. very well-crafted film. And that's another one of those movies where I remember when that came out and we were probably like in some what, six, seven grade. I know, I, I can't believe it was 2010. Um, but that was another big one. Everyone's talking about, oh man, it's so confusing and you're yeah. trying to piece the puzzles together. So technically, I watched it twice to understand it once and then I go back with my anything and I'm like, oh wait, I kind of, like I had to watch it three times. Mm. You know, the one time I didn't even understand it. But no one loves confusing people. But I also say time is a subtle theme. Like you're racing against time yeah. uh, and, and, and just like you really like question a whole lot of things with it. The ending Awesome, right? They, they get right, they, they, the they, they, cradle they, or the yeah. little top keeps spinning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. Like, and and it, it does the movie have to keep on going because he is he in a dream? Right. You know, um, and and also just the execution of like the buildings, like like you're like tilting all the way, and they're like they're about to become upside down. Yeah, that sequence is cool. Like the yeah. city's yeah. like yeah. folding. Yeah, oh, that that's was awesome. a really cool that was shot. Awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool shot. Um, but now we get into the top three to um, to which onto I have notes for I even have an episode dedicated to my number one so definitely you want to stay tuned and listen to that one but the first one and I rewatched it was Prisoners plain and simple Prisoners oh man you have to you have to it's it's first of all it's a maze basically and and you really have to like think of it like you're like all over the place like like, so you have faith as uh, as and, and this is one of the most religious faith-based movies of all time like just everything that happened was basically saying like we hated what happened to our son like he died of cancer now we're going to make parents feel the same like kind of like an avenge vengeful movie and talk about you know we gave up on god because the fact that it was a tragedy what happened to our son to which then we want uh, other parents feeling that same kind of same kind of wrath to which um the husband who uh you saw jake Hall talking to the priest the husband confessed to the priest, into which he was, he got away from uh, the wife, to which he realized was the 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 real mastermind behind everything. But you have to realize it's a maze. Like trying to figure out who did it and whatever, yeah. and getting to her is what they went through. Their son was going through cancer. That's not fair. Life's not fair. What are we going to do now? What, what like you can't really think. And what they like they made. And you also have the maze as like a part of symbolism as to the madness of the victims, right? You have yeah. that one guy with the maze. Uh, and also, uh, uh, also Alex, who's a victim, by the yeah, way. And Paul Dano does an excellent job. Yes, in the yes, oh, yeah, portrayal. Yeah. yeah. So you think like, oh yeah, he did, it, and you know, uh, Hugh Jackman's like getting his revenge, but really, he's a victim. Like, he doesn't know exactly what's going on. He was actually taken by someone because he was actually brought uh, to his real family at the end. That's crazy. Yeah. The whole. You sort of near the end is like when I figure out the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. oh wow, yeah. And also with uh, so he's brought to his real found his real home. The van in which was in the beginning, the girls were like playing with the, with the van. He was actually he was in that van. He was actually in front of his real home. He didn't know that was his real home, but he all but he only realized okay, that's all that's part of my childhood. But yeah. he didn't realize he didn't get, like my family's like basically they 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 they've been missing me. You know, so that he's he's a victim. You also have the snakes in there with that one scene talking about the serpent, the yeah. devil. You yeah. know, with like don't bite the apple, Eve. You know, that was a big big thing. And again, like I said, the great acting by Hugh Jackman really bring out the evil of a person, which really was the whole point. I felt like we talk about faith and talk about the mother giving up on God. Like we, like you, like again going through her son dying of cancer. 
you have um, like taken away other people's children. They're like, we, we want to see the, the, the worst of people because that's what we went through with God. So again, I'll talk about that eventual thing. But again, really great job by Hugh Jackman. Great cast. Uh, Viola Davis is also in it. Uh, and also uh, Terrence Howard, I think, was also right alongside. And, and of course, Jake Tillenthal. So definitely, I would think it's, I, I think, a must-see. It's on number three. And then number two. Oh man, so so Nolan takes hold three of four movies here, and if you really want to guess number one, then you have to keep on guessing because not that many people talk about it. But number two is Interstellar. So let me get my first thoughts here. So uh, Matthew McConaughey, I feel like that's his best role by far. Um, not even close. You could say Dallas Buyers Club in terms of how well he he did it, but you also I want to combine it with how well the movie was. To which if it's number two, it helps you. Uh, but time, the fact that, you know, they're racing against time, you're also dealing with an alternate universe, which, you know, like every hour you're on this planet, uh, you uh, 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 five years goes by on Earth. You know, I love that kind of concept, and which is it's probably true in some way. Uh, and then you also have his daughter who's on her deathbed. She's like uh, like 90 something, uh, like 90 or like maybe like a pretty old. And Matthew McConaughey is 133 something because he was on the. Right, like, yeah, you know, that's at the he, end there. And yeah, it, it made me cry actually. Like the fact of the matter is that, like, you know, she is like, she said, like, Daddy, make me a promise that, we're, like, you know, like you'll come back home. Now they didn't see each other again on Earth, but they saw each other again on the planet, and they were at least had those last few minutes to each other. Mm. To which I just really, it was just so heartwarming. The fact that I really, it, there was a chance that they were never going to see each other again. Yeah. He didn't know how long the the, the space ride was going to be. Like right. trying to find, and he got it. Kind of like how long was it supposed to be? Like he realized that like almost. Like 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 a, like a few years in, yeah. like we're not we're supposed to you know like get, like be done and, and get back home. See, but but there is a plot hole when Cooper is in the alternate universe sending messages uh, to the Earth Cooper that cannot be done uh, before he have left. And, and I know it's confusing. You really do have to go out and see yeah, that, it. That scene confused me. Yeah, yeah, but, the fourth dimension and yeah. all that. That whole sequence. Like, was how just can like possibly that. that happen if he hasn't left for that mi- mission yet? And that's mm. the only way he would have gone to that fourth dimension. So it's it is very confusing. Yeah, his his flight future, had to come right. first to get to the yeah. black hole, to which then he could send messages. So it's 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 very very weird. If I had to ask Nolan one question, it's the plot hole right there. You could make the argument like so. You're, so I'm saying it's a plot hole. Two versions. There could have been two versions of him also. Very interesting concept, if that's plausible. Which kind of leads to, if there is two versions, destiny, right? And like, and, and, and like you know, like maybe it was fate for him to get that message, right. having a second him in that fourth dimension, to which then it's kind of like a cycle by that point. And then also death and survival, you know, you had uh, the one person, uh, two people die on it. You also had Matt Damon cameo out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, Matt Damon. That was really cool. And I then mean, you had like The Martian a year later, so Matt Damon. Yeah. That's a, I, I, I forgot about that. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen that in its entirety. But yeah, yeah no. Martian's great. Yeah, Martian's yeah, really good. I heard, I heard good Yeah, they just it. flew that planet but that's saw a, he was filming on it, so they're yeah. like, hey, you want to <laughs> jump just, that cameo? But again, like I said, the action, it, it, it justified all that. It really, it really did. And then, uh, so so, any thoughts with uh, Interstellar? Um, yeah, Interstellar. Uh, definitely, am due for a rewatch of it. Um, excellent performances. Gotta watch the uh, ending first. The movie, yeah. the the movie's a trip. Um, visuals are incredible. Um, definitely up there for Nolan. Definitely in probably the top yeah. half. I was Nolan gonna say, films. yeah, definitely with that. Yeah. Um, visuals, like you were saying. Yeah. Oh my God, that makes the movie. I think. Yeah. Um, don't trust the score in any Nolan movie. So. Oh, come on, man. After Tenet. Ugh. <laughs> Don't trust the audience. Doesn't know how to do anything. Come on, man. All right. So the um, last one, the best movie of all this time. This is a big one. We're here. Yeah, yeah, Number no, one. It, but no, not that wow. many people talk about. It's Memento. 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 I, 
it's so great. I'm even going to do its own episode of why it's always going to be the greatest movie of all time. It's always going to be my greatest movie. And I base and I'm going to basically just lay out just like so it's so it's in order, but it goes backwards, right? So I actually watched it in order, and it just blew me away. That you that, first of all, I love Leonard. Uh, the character development you basically see his evil side because the last thing he's supposed to remember is the death of his wife. You feel it. You root for him. So he's a good guy. You make the bad guy who he's with the cop that he's with. Yeah, uh, the guy from. Uh... Bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. The, the lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's him. Yeah. yeah I, I forgot to tell you. I did see Bad Boys, and I just it was stupid. Oh, uh, dude, come on, man. Classic. Come on. Yeah, I get why it's a classic. It's a good duo between Will Smith and, yeah. and Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. It's classic. It but, but, but no, no, no. The, the first one. The first one. You only saw the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. I, a, it's I, dude, I'm glad you took the leaps. We've been yeah. begging you to see I, it. I, yeah. Well, you can appreciate. <laughs> the, the 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 pop culture influence. Yes, I can. Okay, well, uh, it's a good duo. I believe, there we go, there we go. and it was a little bit corny with like the jokes and whatever. Oh yeah, but that's the point. But I don't I don't understand why it's a seven. Though. Yeah, man. You know, bad boys. Anyways, yeah, right, right, yeah. The, okay, so what, what, but the point is, is that like I think it changed movies forever. Like as soon as I saw this, I'm like, first of all, it actually wasn't that confusing to understand. And basically, and I know I go through this in the episode about Moon, but basically think about it like this. So the first scene is C to D. And then the second scene is B to C, and then the third scene is A to B. So you, ha- so it's a weird way to get from D to A, but but still, you have to you have to realize that um, that the first scene, which is C, is the last. Uh, no, 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 the first part of uh, of this of the first scene it, it leads to last scene of the second of the, the the second scene. The narration, first of all, you can't trust Leonard. He's an unreliable narrator. And Teddy's actually the good guy. I watched it the the, the way it's like in chronological order. It's it, he's the good guy, and and you make it out to be oh Leonard's a good guy. You know he's trying to kill. He's it's a never ending cycle. He's gonna keep killing unless unless someone kills him. Like it, the last thing he remembers, oh my wife's dying, and he, you're trying to revenge it. So actually Leonard, who we root for, he's supposed to be a hero. He's actually not the good guy. Remember he actually kills someone in the beginning and end, kind of like you know like basically like re, like a deja vu moment. And it was just—I think it's—I think it's just the fact that the way in which they portrayed it, the fact that it's chronological backwards. I felt like it changed movies forever, and like no movie has tried to do ever. Like it's not non-linear. It's not like it's not like um, it's not like two one three. You know, it's 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 three two one. It's it, it's you could say you could argue that it's not linear because linear is supposed to be in order, but still the way in which it was done. I love the plot. I love the plot twist. Natalie's manipulative to which I actually like. Her in that role rather than the Matrix, actually. So definitely, give me your last thoughts on uh, on that one and just you know the top hundred. Man, um, Me- Memento is is a masterpiece for sure. I I wish more people respected it, man. I really do. I had to put a number one to possibly garner that respect, but I really do mean it. I really do. Yeah, um, I watch. I it took me a long time to watch it, but I it, it is a very good film. It's probably. I mean, I guess it's my favorite Nolan movie. Yeah. Uh, I it, it, the movie what do you mean like you it, guess. It's it, it, sometimes it's tough, like to try to rank them. Yeah. But it's definitely it's definitely either number one or number two. But yeah, the, the movie's a, an excellent excellent film. Out of order sequences and trying to map together what happened and what you're watching and obviously you know like we said in a lot of these movies like the concept of the unreliable narrator and trying yeah. to chain what you know together. It, it's a very well made film. And also dealing with memory. 
You know, yeah, I yeah, absolutely. The concept I, of memory and like memories for like first, uh, and I know I kind of talked about this on uh, I forget what number episode, but the law basically talked about memory is what you want it to be, and that shapes sure. who we are. You know, yeah. like my reputation of you, or what, uh, or possibly what I did yesterday. You know, but again, when it comes down to, uh, I just wanted to mention this again. The plot, like the like you, it's mostly Jonathan's credit, Christopher Nolan's brother Jonathan coming up with this plot. I, I'm like, it was just they just thought about it in the car ride. You know, like yeah, I, this I, is incredible. Yeah, and and and, and I, mm -hmm. no, they they challenged the norm like, oh, we have to go in order because I love the fact that it's a puzzle. I love that they make me work for it. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we got. Oh, I just want to sit back, relax. You know, like take in. Oh, I just I, I just want to sit back and watch a good movie. Well, this one actually makes you work, and I want that actually. I want the challenge. I like the puzzle. I don't do puzzles, but I kind of treat movies as such. So I wish there was more movies like that. Greg, I, like I cut scoff a little bit. Let me get you in there. I know. Um, I I thought it was really good. Um, definitely confusing the first time watching it, uh, going through mm. it with no other thoughts. Gave me a headache, um, I'll tell you that. I, I would like to go back and, and watch it, figure it out. Do it in order. Um, yeah, so I understand what you're saying. Am I gonna do it? No. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> but, you should! No, I, I, you should. Well, I gotta watch it. <laughs> I gotta you, sit down and turn it on first. No, you I have to start at the end and watch that yeah. scene and then go back. <laughs> 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 it's not easy. It took me... But, no, a two-hour movie took me like three hours to watch so I can watch it in order. Thanks, Nolan. I would Nolan. say like top three, Nolan. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Oh, there, yeah, there's that, no, that's, no, yeah, no... No, no, no. No question. I don't know the top. I, it's just because I don't love Nolan. Mm. So it's like... A lot of people don't. I don't know what I would put... And the Academy Awards don't either. And, I, and I've only seen his movies. I've seen them only once. Like Inception, only yeah, I'm in the same boat where I need so, a lot so of his I movies need, require a rewatch. Yeah, no, um, no, like with him to watch, the, the, you have to watch something twice to understand it once. Mm. And like, he and you know that Tenet's the same way. Uh, enjoyability, I'd probably put Prestige above this. Oh yeah, no, but this one hurts your head. The Memento hurts your head. I'll I'll um, give you that. But Memento, no, cool. Fun. It was it was very cool. I and wouldn't call it fun, but it's I understand what you're talking about. I'm trying to figure it's, it's, it's it out. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's cool to try to piece piece everything together in your head. And, and it's Guy Pierce, right? Guy Pierce. Yes, is, uh, yeah, I have to admit, I loved him in that role, especially when he, Nolan saw him in LA Confidential, and he's like, I, I want him for that job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me your your last impressions of like the list. You know, like anything stand out to you? Like, oh, this should have been higher. This just was too. Uh, the, this should have been lower. Like um, you could probably say, like every Nolan for that, it might have been a little bit too high. And I still count for bias, even though going to watch the movie, I didn't know who Nolan was. So you have to give me that. Well, you know, I think the beauty of of lists like these is that they're all subjective, right? Yes, and, it is. And, and what it does is it it allows you know people to kind of get an insight into what your tastes are. You know, you, you can't say whether someone's right or wrong if that's Absolutely. their opinion. Absolutely. I mean, who cares? Either way, we're all you know. You can argue it either way. Yeah, sure. And we're all coming together to talk about and discuss and analyze these films, which is, you know, the, a, a the huge beauty. hobby of ours and something that we've, you know, been doing for years. Um, Thanks so, to pop culture. We're in the yeah, same class. Right, Mr. Right. Gibson, we'll give him another shout out. That's right. Um, Hopefully he's doing well, by the way. Hopefully he'll listen um, to this. Yeah, you know, and it's just, it's, it's awesome to just kind of, you know, dissect these movies and, you know, just... You know, give feedback on what it is, and and I think it was an excellent list. Thank you. Um, virtually every movie on the list definitely should take the time to see. There, yeah. There's no question about that, and, yeah. and I, I appreciate you, you know, have, having me on to discuss with it and kind of analyze. I, I appreciate you. you coming on. And also, again, the main thing with discussing and recap: make your own list. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no like no pick is right or wrong. Yes. That's like that's well, if you say super bad is the greatest movie of all time, I might have a problem with that. Oh man, super! Come on, man, super bad. Super I get bad, it. It's maybe, funny. Super bad, maybe 
it's, it's my favorite comedy of all time. Okay, that's fine, but you have to understand that comedy doesn't have to do with like you know like when it comes to like the execution, like 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 you have like uh, you know like I was talking about with the folding of the buildings with Inception, yeah, yeah. like that's what I'm talking about. You know, I want a serious movie, but I understand. You know, you want to lay back and kick around. I understand. Right. There's a there's a place for that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a place for that, Greg. Um, Last words. I kind of like what Scott was saying. Um, you're entitled to your own opinion. Great list. Um, Thank you. Even, even go though. out and make your own. Definitely. Uh, saying super bad at one. Mine would be uh, <laughs> either Hot Rod or American Pie at one. Oh, oh American Pie is classic. Uh, we need to get double A on American yeah. Pie, dude. I see only, American only, Pie. Only the spinoffs, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, Bandcamp and uh, freaking Greg Griffle does Law. love Hot Rod. It's a Naked favorite. Naked Mile. Not <laughs> all favorites. There is a difference between favorites and thinking, you know, a movie is great. American great. Pie. Yeah, uh, American universe. Pie is up, is up next, man. They all got yeah. I've seen American movie. Pie. You watched it? I did. When? Do you? I, I, I saw like, he like, did. Yeah, it, he said he did. He didn't like it. He said. Well, I mean, I'm not surprised. I, it's that, basically like the old. You gotta versus, watch what? You know, the second one, dude. Okay. Like, the Return of the Shermanator, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, man. Dude, no, the Shermanator is the best an, character in the movie. Dude. It's an older version of Superbad before Superbad. Well, yeah, it's it's just a raunchy, it's a yeah. raunchy teen comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, that's basically what it is. But anyway, no. Yeah, go out and make your own list. These movies Double A talked about, if you didn't see most of them, go watch them. Yeah. I, I think yeah. they There's are no worth a watch, um, no matter where you put them on the list. Nolan movies, eh, ignore those. Oh, no, nice. Memento, you should definitely watch. <laughs> um, no, you should watch those Christmas movies. He's a hater. Uh, haters hate, man. I don't get it. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, again, I mean, we just love movies, uh, and we definitely love talking about the game you involved. Like, we're doing this for all of us, right? Like, go out and make your own list. Go out and see it. Again, top 50, uh, 150. Is you're not going to waste time with it, and I'm happy to share you my list. I'm ha- I'm I'm happy to make. I I have a lot of lists. I really do, and this is just you know like one of the, I guess you could say more so the longer ones, uh, but I'm also one of the more serious ones. You know, I take my list very seriously. I put I I, I account for the equation, all those factors I told you. Again, I, I I really appreciate the guys coming on. I know Greg, you're, you're the producer, but you don't come on often. Sky, you're going to definitely be on the, sh- the show s- the, sooner than later. Uh, I appreciate your uh, your expertise and also uh, you know telling me to uh, to you know should have watched this one, should have watched uh, like that one. So again, follow us social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, watch episodes. Now, there's not going to be plenty of episodes like this. It is really a specialty. But again, keep your uh, eyes and ears uh, to more episodes in which if you want a suggestion, um, recommendation, or you want to come on the show, let us know uh, if you have my number or otherwise. But until then, we're happy to bring this to you. But until then, hopefully everyone has a great and safe day. And until then, we'll see each other soon. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at High Voltage with Double A. 